and welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's David Turner, and I'm joined, as always, with by Matt with Matt Murray <laughs> by Matt Murray. What's the way to do it? Uh, with by in it. Always, I'm always joined by Matt Murray. Hello, I'm missing the Love Island live final tonight for this. Are you what? You you said you weren't going to watch it. No, I've watched. I've watched every single day. Right, okay. And, and uh, as you've already heard, Sean Bell is back. Hey, the fucking part-timer. All right. <laughs> yeah, not bad. As you've not heard, James Farley is out this week. I, every week I end with, we'll be back next week with a full cast. And then, <laughs> and then it all goes every to week shit. You end with that. Every week Every Monday I say, the full cast are happening. <laughs> They're on tonight. Do not do <laughs> oh, any. Oh, yeah, shit. This morning you turned around and said, look who's in tonight who's recorded tonight and all of us went yep definitely in and then you put that tweet out and then like a few hours later james was like no way <laughs> um next week again, i'm gonna say none of us are here this week but send your questions <laughs> we're just gonna put out two hours of silence like yeah. <laughs> just scuffling like yeah. um yeah we, we're um we're, we're going through some stuff we're all going through some stuff just put up with it for yeah, it's a amazing bit. We'll it's amazing back. any of us are here frankly but i <laughs> know <laughs> um sean how mm. i mean how are you doing now you all right yours yeah, was better. less serious so we could joke and laugh about it can't we yeah it's fine so uh yeah basically one week uh me and the wife both had norovirus which with a nine-month-old baby is fucking hilarious um and the week after said baby decided to go through a developmental leap so he was just so nothing was good enough for him for about a week because i'm having a wonderful <laughs> time it's, it's that whole like growth spurt thing isn't it yeah it's, it's mental they basically act like they, they, they act like a prick yeah. for two weeks yeah. and then they look about a year older yeah it's, it's like, like it's like oh yeah so he screamed for a week and now he can stand up like i've <laughs> It's like you know the transformation that the Hulk makes from normal person to Hulk. Yeah. It's like that stretched out over two weeks. Like it's just like in ultra slow motion. It would uh, be amazing yeah. if the kids are also wearing cutoffs though at the same time. Wearing cut off jeans. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I it's there's been a lot of parenty stuff going on i felt really bad because i was that guy to danny o'dwyer on twitter the other day because i saw him he's got a newborn baby and um we've mentioned it on this show before like the first couple of months are great they sort of like wiggle about a bit you feed them and they go back to sleep and all right granted sean didn't have that luxury because he dealt with the with the word colic which (laughs) sends a shiver down everyone's spine when you hear that but for the first like two months with harry he was just you know waking up a bit you feed him and he goes back to sleep occasional crying but they haven't got the lungs for it at that age it's Mm. more of like it's not that bad um and and you get loads of time to just sit next to a sleeping baby playing video games it's great and he tweeted out like i felt bad for him because i was just not in the mood to read something like wow this is really easy I've, why didn't anyone tell me how great this is being a dad and i was just like dude that don't last long you are in for just don't count your chickens yet mate it gets fucking hard <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's all been a bit. It's all been a bit mental mind at the moment. Harry's just come out in spots. No idea why. Oh, nice. Everyone's saying it's the second round of chicken pox, but I don't think it is. He's just got spots. It's chicken and pox, it, not one of the ones that you can only get once and then that's it. That's that's what I was told. Yeah. But apparently, loads of kids at his nursery have got a second round of it. Oh, great! So 
no idea why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's been a bit of a bit of a pain in the ass. He has come up. <laughs> should I talk about this? Probably. He has come <laughs> up for a name for if we have a boy next. Yeah. He, he's named the boy, and I love it. But Joe hates it, and Harry is adamant that the boy is going to be called. I don't know where you got it from. Eric. Hey. Love it. <laughs> I'm I'm bang up for it. Joe was like, yeah. "Oh, what? What after Eric Dyer?" And I said, "No, after Eric Hitchmo." Um, those that know know. Uh, and <laughs> I, I'm 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 bang up for that name. Joe is like dead against it at the moment. So if you could all tweet at Jojo Turner's, Eric Turner sounds all right actually. <laughs> like, that would that would ruin a week. So just go on, just do that. Right. I mean, at the very um, least, have it as a middle name. At the very least. Uh, that's what everyone was saying, but no one cares about middle names, do they? No, no I mean, like, as well as the first name, so it's Eric Eric Turner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good to me. I'm up for that. It's so good they named him twice. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, should we get on to follow-up from last week? Uh, uh, Sean, actually, Sean, you've been off for two weeks. Have you got any... F- did you listen to either of the shows? Uh, do you know, I tried to listen to uh, the last week. Well, I, I say tried to. It's like making yeah, it sound like, like a lot of a listeners, actually. Um, <laughs> no, I just just not had time, um, just between Isaac being nuts and stuff, um, and not had any excuse to drive anywhere. So I just, yeah, not, not listened to anything. I, I listened to a bit of last week's, like maybe the first half hour. Does it sound all right? Sounded good. Good, good. Uh, what did the listeners think, Matt? Well, before we do it, I just had a quick a Kickstarter update. I've said like a Kickstarter backers update, but I might as well do it here on the pod. Uh, basically, uh, we have the money from Kickstarter and the order's been placed. The uh, designs and proofs of stopping sent, uh, agreed and signed off. So we're hoping to get them in the next seven to ten days, and then hopefully we should be shipping out. So as of now, things are on track, but... Uh, I just thought I'd mention it, you know, because not everyone reads their emails and whatnot. So, uh, no, no, it's fair enough. Isn't it, yeah. isn't it a fucking weird feeling, Matt, when you get the cash? And it's like, and it's like you, you've got this number on your, your bank, bank account, but it's not yours. It's, <laughs> um, Matt, I don't know. I, I didn't really get that. How I just much thought, you have spent? Your how, Matt's rolling in it, isn't he? Yeah, yeah I'm absolutely like making it rain. Meant, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's used to it. He's like, oh, if anything, my bank account's gone down. <laughs> what is this? Did someone put some change in my account? No, it was really wasn't. I, like I think it was more just like when we did the Midnight Resistance t-shirts, it was like, yeah, it's like you've got this money in your account and it's like, okay, I know what it's for. Like, I'm not thinking like, oh, Christ, like what if I spend it on myself? Like, I'm just going to book a fucking holiday or something. But it's more just like, yeah, but I've got to spend it on a thing for all these other people that I've promised I'm going to give to them. What if I just fuck it up somehow? Like, I, I, Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Like, the anxiety like a shit around supplier or something goes wrong with the post it. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I had that. But it's more like, okay... I've obviously used online, you know, buying things online a billion times, but when I had to like put the details in to buy, to pay for the t-shirts, I was like, okay, just, that's the card number, that, yeah, that's yeah. the name. <laughs> I've done this before, you can do this again, Matt, come on. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit like worried, like, what if it goes to the wrong account? I've lost the money. Uh, oh no, yeah. I've ordered 400 cane and rinse t-shirts. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I spent it on pick a mix. No, uh, it was all good. I, yeah. Um, yeah, because I'm doing the postage and packaging, um, and I, I'm fine with that. The, you know, the, the labeling and sorting the t-shirts out, yeah. I'm really good at that stuff. I'm fine with that. And that's famous last words. I was going to say, it's fucking But no, I'm, for monotonous, <laughs> monotonous tasks like that, I'm yeah. pretty good. I can stay focused and, mm-hmm. and, and get it all right, right? The the thing that I'm worried about is just turning up at the post office like with this huge amount of packages and just going like I'm gonna feel so bad just rocking up to someone <laughs> at a counter going yeah we've got like 150 packages to send 
you, you'll find uh, this, is, this is getting far too much into just tedious behind the curtain chat but basically because you do all the labels via royal mail online they basically don't have to do anything with them they're just like right cheers mm-hmm. i think they i think they have to like scan them in but they just do it when they get a chance it's not like yeah it's not like you're turning up and being like okay i need labels for all of these then they would kill you but what was okay I'll, I'll talk to you about it later. Yeah, I, mean, I was I, really going to go to the IKEA bags that you have to carry into the post office to carry 150 packages. I don't know. I'll carry them on my shoulders, mate. My advice would be to just use the, use the boxes that the t-shirts originally came in. Don't don't collapse them as soon as you got the shirts out. Right, okay, <laughs> this is getting really dull now. Right, okay, this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking more like you should just rent a truck and just like open open the back doors of the truck and you all just like fly out. So, <laughs> yeah. There you go. They're out back, mate. Scan them. Walk in, walk in, dump them into the post room. We gotta take a broom with me and just sort of like push them <laughs> towards the counter with a broom. Yeah, it's a, a really high powered fan. It's like, there you go, scan them, mate. <laughs> it's like flicking a pen what, over your wrist. What about, what about getting one of those t shirt cannons and just firing them through the throat? <laughs> yeah. They've got a revolving door that just spins around faster and faster with every no, fire. You know, that little gap they've got like beneath like the glass to like put your cars yeah. and stuff, like just like yeah. flying through them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, walking around <laughs> like laser quests yeah. um, I mean or not <laughs> so. oh, can we go laser quests soon I miss that I've never done that you've, you've never, ne- done ne- never done laser quests, quests. No, I've always wanted to never have oh god it's awful like the, <laughs> well, the even one nowadays yeah, well I don't know I haven't done it nowadays it was when I was a kid and the marshal used to go no running Always have two hands on the gun was another rule. Yeah. Why? Bollocks. No, always have two hands on the gun. Why? Because two hands, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, fuck it out. I think, isn't it Laser Quest with a Z, the official one? That's that's gone, isn't it? I think it's all just. Well, no, because it wasn't Quasar. Was that. A oh, different that's right. Sorry, yeah. It was Quasar and Laser Quest were the two, the two kings. <laughs> the two, they were battling it out. The two kings of laser based battle. And wasn't it was Laser Quest was all, or, but one of them was always in LA Bowl, which was. <laughs> did you guys have LA, LA Bowl? No, we had Hollywood Bowl. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of battles going on. We had Bogner um, Bowl. It was very nice. different. <laughs> It's really disappointing. Yeah, for listeners. LA, LA, Hollywood, Bogner, Bogner, BRT. Yeah, for listeners, you can tell us is a free man show. Uh, let's let's not though, do right. games. Fuck it. Yeah, we don't we need go, to. Like, I've gone down a rabbit hole recently. If you search um, Airsoft, you know what Airsoft is? I do, yeah. Yeah, so if you search Airsoft Cheaters on YouTube, <laughs> there's some great videos. Real po- like Because people take it really seriously in America. Yeah. And when someone's getting shot and they, they don't call that they've been hit, mm. they, oh, God, it kicks off big time. <laughs> it kicks off big time. Um, yeah, love it, love it. Oh, and you know this This is ruin Airsoft. Sorry, we'll get onto games in a minute. This is a ruin Airsoft. You, if you're too close to fire a... Like, you know that the gun would really hurt them. Yeah. So if you're, like, really close, you can just say, bang, bang. Like, most of them say, <laughs> oh, you say, bang, bang. And they say, okay, you got me, right? But it's really funny watching these, like, people dressed up like real army people. <laughs> and they're, like, proper-looking guns or whatever. They're walking around the corner and going, bang, bang, bang. Bang. <laughs> Okay, you got me. Okay, but cheers. Do you think, do you think they get creative with the noise? Like someone giving it like pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they just get their handgun out, which is actually just their thumb pointed <laughs> up and their index finger. <laughs> pew, pew. Yeah, I'll go like, 
was a oh, grenade. I grenaded you. So. This has just reminded me. You know, I mentioned before I used to play uh, Cyberpunk, the actual pen and paper role playing game, right? In the in Nerd. the rule book, I know. Um, in the rule book, there's a little guide to doing live action role playing. Um, and it was like, oh, you know, some people what's use. That? What, sorry, what's that mean? Live action role playing. So it's literally L- like, LARPing. yeah, larping. So there'll be like a, oh, like oh, a, oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah, building yeah. or just like whatever, and people actually acting stuff out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, oh, you know, so obviously you only want you like you want to make a convincing costume, and like if you want to use replica weapons, you can, um, but obviously make sure it's safe. You don't want anyone like any anyone like you know passers by getting confused so what you might not <laughs> want anyone you, dying yeah yeah um it's like so what you can do instead of having replica weapons if you just have like a piece of paper with the name of the weapon on it <laughs> gun <laughs> gun laser yeah, sword like <laughs> and I was just, even like even as a 14 year old i was like no that's too much <laughs> that, that is that is that is sad knife <laughs> Yeah, and just like brandishing at someone, like fucking gonna no, kill you. Right, the rule book, saying this is this is pathetic, and then Clive, your mate from like year two, comes in, like I've got my gun uh, on the back of a Frosty's box. <laughs> <laughs> that's his. That's his bazooka. Don't touch that. It's a big one. I'll, sta- oh, I'll stab you with my post-it. <laughs> um, I've, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine suggesting that sort of thing to my friends at school. <laughs> they get beating the shit out. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's get let's get on to feedback. I mean, we had uh, some feedback uh, around James's choice of game last week. It was like that pure love electric, but obviously he's not here. But essentially, well, not essentially, literally the feedback said uh, from Lisa Scoville, well, the reason you gave that pure electric love a go, uh, James, because you're hoping something like those mucky side quests with videos of real Japanese girls in their skimpy outfits from your beloved Yakuza games. I mean, James is I mean, we knew himself, that. But... James, James is, I mean, that's the sort of, games that he likes yeah, <laughs> yeah. we all know that that's normal for james um, yeah did you did you hear about this game sean is this this is the weird creepy it's not really a dating sim is it it's like it's not really clear what it is this is the one on the switch no yeah? it's not yeah hmm. you got if there's one thing you got to go back and listen to for last week's show yeah, it's yeah. um james reading out the description of it from the e-shop because <laughs> it is they've clearly just used google translate and it is it's ridiculous like <laughs> It's funny. It is, it's unbelievable, actually, how Nintendo allowed that on the store. It is. is it still up? Yeah, yeah. There's like three of them, isn't there? Like yeah, well, there's ones. one, I think, DLC connected to it. Okay. Um, I just thought, I just, yeah, it is, they seem to not give a shit about the store at the moment. It's like in the space bizarre. of a year, they've gone from, no, we don't want N++ because it's not exclusive, exclusive, yeah, exclusive even though it's very good, to this. Yeah, well, this like, is what I'm saying. And they're going, oh, we don't want people to... Like, the sort of agreed only reason why they wouldn't let people talk through the Switch is because it's a family-friendly thing and they yeah. don't want horrific stuff being shot. Yep. And then they've got this on the eShop. And yep. it's like, what? And and you can talk through the Switch on Fortnite. So I, I just don't get... Some, it's Nintendo, isn't it? I don't know why we're still surprised. <laughs> well, because okay. they've never been like... A, They've always been backwards about this stuff, but they've never been so inconsistent about it. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it seems. Hopefully, they're just breaking through. There's like a rogue member of staff at Nintendo that's just pushing all this yeah, thing through. He's gone too far. Like, we wanted break. a good online system and voice chat, and they like to go straight to the Japanese dodgy games. They've even gone totally quiet about Nintendo Online again, haven't they? No, yep. no. Actually, last week or maybe the week before, now you can like you could pre- you can now pre-order the thing from Amazon. 
You can pre-order the online thing, whatever that means. When oh, does it shit. start? September 20th or something? But you can they pre-order still it now, need whatever to that means. You know? Make it very clear what games are affected. Like, will mm. Fortnite be available to I mean, Can you use that without J- Nintendo? David, it, it's Nintendo. Of course they're going to be clear about what games are affected. Good point. Obviously. I wouldn't worry Good about point. that. I'm just having a quick yep. look. How much is it on Amazon? I'm curious. 20. Oh, yeah, so yeah, 1999. There you go. I mean, I don't mind paying 20 quid a year, but also... Very good year. I mean, for Fortnite, I'm going to have to, but <laughs> it's ridiculous. True. True. Anyway, also last week, we announced that James Farley will be breakdancing on stage EGX. Uh, something yeah, else you yeah, might miss uh, there, uh, Sean, but it's perfectly yeah. normal. James is going to be breakdancing. I think what well, basically, well, sense, you sort yeah. of went back a couple of times, Dave, so I just want to clarify. Is it if, we, if, if the room is filled, he breakdances? Yeah, if the room is filled, he breakdances. If the room's not filled, he breakdances. He will be breakdancing at EGX. And I just thought, we can't um, take that stuff to the post office in the box uh, because we'll be using that as the cardboard on the floor for uh, James's breakdancing. We also need to get him a full Adidas tracksuit. Yeah, that'd be fine. Sports Direct. Well, to be fair, he's probably already got one in because... You know, and, uh, so Thomas Lama Fluff forty two. He is for a white guy, that boy. I don't know. You know, you know. Um, and this is from Thomas Lama Fluff forty two. James uh, Reed re break dancing at EGX. Um, how are the rehearsals <laughs> coming along? Like a fucking strongly worded email. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, like because it's that's just normal. Regarding the uh, break dancing, James at EGX. How are the rehearsals coming along? Uh, it's a long drive to Birmingham, and I need to know it'll be worth it. I hope he's putting in the hours. Thank you. I mean, Thomas, like obviously James doesn't really want to show us behind the scenes of the rehearsals, but I I assume maybe that's why he's not here tonight. Maybe he just wants to really dedicate a good few hours on a Monday night to break dancing. Could um, you imagine that? Could you imagine if he wasn't on the show tonight because he is currently trying to do the worm? That would be total class. The dedication on the man. The dedication. Yeah. I mean, if you're not doing that, absolute minimum, who are doing the floss of 15 minutes straight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, God, yeah. Like, have you seen He's that? Bit, I, think, that I think it's definitely in Fortnite, but it may well be elsewhere. But if you've seen that, that, that sort of dance, that, that move that people do, we basically do like a front flip, but you sort of land on your side uh, with like your with like your elbow up and your sort of like head um, um, on, on your raised fist as if you're sort yeah, of like yeah, I've seen James do that, yeah. laying down on your side and like people doing like flips and landing straight into that move I want to see James do that on stage yeah yeah. yeah well uh, we won't know what he's going to do but we do know that there's going to be some form of breakdancing at EGX get your tickets now and demand it when he the moment he comes on stage <laughs> basically just keep keep shouting it all yeah. the way through that reminds me I need to get the choice. smoke machine sorted um, <laughs> yeah, and of course sure. do bear in mind after you've been to EGX you will get an email from EGX like a little survey asking how it went so you <laughs> need to make mention that this is the reason you turned yeah. up it's the- absolutely <laughs> yeah best absolutely. EGX ever why well the breakdown re-breakdancing yeah. uh, uh, the TCGS show yes yeah. what I, song I, is it going to be to is it going to be to that it's Run DMC um, isn't it surely yeah. no it's going to be Candle in the Wind you know that song Candle in the Wind you know, you know that song, and if, uh, banana feet all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you know yeah, that song? Yeah, I do. And if, and if it feels all right, whatever it is, that's the <laughs> yeah, song that as well. Gotta be. I mean, Either maybe Cotton Eye like Joe, some like really hardcore metal. <laughs> well, that'd be good. <laughs> Puffin and Old Oak, what is it? Papanano, Papanano, Papanano. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I know someone's got the vinyl of that, so we'll, we'll do that. Um, but that's true. Ryan, Ryan Herman. Um, this is regarding the fact that we uh, have we have been asked by listeners to start repeating the names of games after we discuss them. Um, just a plus one to those who appreciate a name 
of a game repeated after discussion. I listen while I'm driving, so I can't rewind. Um, I mean, maybe you might be able to rewind. Sure, there's some control somewhere, but whatever. Uh, my workaround is just to Google appropriate terms. Uh, last time I Googled puzzle game portal hotel robots. Um, <laughs> and, uh, what game did he find, uh, Sean? Spectrum Retreat. He did. He found Spectrum Retreat. <laughs> I tell you what. With, with the banging keywords, um, long tail uh, query of puzzle game portal hotel robots. It's a bad, I wish it's a they better name. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I wish yeah, they could do that. It would have really sold well if I'd done that. So maybe yeah, some yeah. hope for the future. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm not, again, you may, you may or may not be aware of this, Sean, but last mm. week's uh, episode, uh, I announced I had, after some time trying, I eventually finished the Darker Side of the Moon Challenge in Super Mario Odyssey. Um, um, what I also mentioned it? was that to do mm. it, after basically almost snapping my Switch and also throwing my Switch out of a window, the only way I had to do it was by licking and finding the official skips um, <laughs> in the game and I did it that way he cheated he cheated so, so I, I haven't cheat. heard that. like I've not listened to this bit of the show however the news of this has travelled beyond that <laughs> not <really> far <laughs> far when did you hear about it Chris Spann was like fuck it have you heard what Matt's done <laughs> Oh man, even Chris is disappointed. Oh, well, that, 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 that does that does affect me. But anyway, we'll start the lovely feedback with Athena Allen. Um, obviously, luck, she's you know, obviously you know, often quite jovial, happy, uh, happy-go-lucky sort of person. Big fan, supportive, big fan of the supportive. Show. Yeah, 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 very yeah, supportive. Very supportive. Yeah. Love, loves, loves her work. Anyway, she she starts. You shit, you scumbag. You should be kicked off <laughs> the computer game show for this disgrace. You utter embarrassment. It'll be on your plate forever. <laughs> so it starts with that. Uh, Tunnock's tea snake. Oh dear, what's he done now? Um, we'll come back to him a bit later. He basically saw Thea Allen's tweet. Hadn't heard the show at that point. Uh, ben Syme <laughs> at Scientologist. I did the same thing, re Mario. I did everything in that game, but I couldn't get through the 500 moon challenge and ran out of interest. So I dig the frog glitch. I'm not sure what that is. I don't regret it. Down we go. Get definitely on his play. Um, Lee Scoville. Uh, I thought he was clever. He sent me a picture of an of a plate with Mario on it. But what he got wrong was that was actually his plate, not my plate. So again, not on my plate. <laughs> oh, you uh, fucked that right up, mate. Yeah, you balls that right yeah, up. I mean, Should at least send a picture plate. of my plate, but it was your plate. I mean, loads of people do it on their plates. I mean, that's, I mean, if it's on your plate, that's fine. It's not on my plate. Chris out Dave out Dave Bamber. It's definitely still Matt Murray's plate. Disgustingly, all over his plate. Oh, uh, Tunnix T Snakes comes back. Um, listen to the episode. Uh, this is fine. So that's that. Um, Barry Mitchell... <laughs> yeah, at- obvious, obviously another cheater. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Barry Mitchell at Bavaria. Um, also, oh no, basically Matt's, Matt uh, Matt said, oh, maybe I'll go back to it. Narrator uh, Matt never returned to Merit Odyssey again. Then <laughs> then Dave did a poll. I presume it was you, Dave. T- t- this yeah, morning. yeah, I put that out this morning. Um, here's someone... I was, I, I was really interested, actually, because I, I thought... I wonder where people do stand on this. And I know that there's, you know, going to be voting just to piss people off or whatever. Exactly, so yeah. so it's hardly it. a fair vote. Um, no, no, I agree. I agree. But I think you got way more votes than I thought you would. I mean, it was the, the score currently. I mean, there's 11 hours left on it, but I can't see us getting much more votes on it. Um, poll, Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, and the, the answers were, is on Matt's plate, 74%. <laughs> is off Matt's plate, 26%. And uh, I genuinely thought it was going to be higher yeah. um, for, for it's on your plate. But obviously there's quite a few fellow cheaters out there that want to, you know, claim that it is off your plate. It's not off your plate. Yeah, I mean... It's um, not off your plate. At not Day Badil uh, on Twitter. Technically off, but spiritually very, very much on the plate. Um, <laughs> Richard Burr, um, he shouldn't have got stick for summoning, but this is way worse. <laughs> 
uh, Tom Doughty. It's Plato Central Matt's house. Who's Matt's favourite Greek philosopher? It's Plato. Um, John Akatatonic Nali or Nali on Twitter. Let a man play games in whichever way he wants. So I appreciate nice. that, John. And then basically, no, I, yeah, most of people slag him yeah. off. He can do that, yeah. He can play games in every, whichever way he wants. We're not stopping him from doing that. What we're saying is that it's still on his plate. Because he, cause that's, that was the problem. It wasn't that he said, I had to cheat because I just wanted to see the ending. He said, right, so I've got that off my plate now. And I was like, no, you haven't. You haven't got that <laughs> off your plate at all. That's not, that's not what's happened. I mean, like, <laughs> mentally, it's, here's on my, it's off my plate. Here's an option. If you can't do something in a game... Why don't you just give up? I was gonna, like, yeah, why you choosing not to play to... it is the, the galaxy brain here, isn't it? That's the fucking, just just don't do it. It's fine, just leave it. No, because that will be on, on my head forever and I'll never be able to sleep. <laughs> well, just, it, That's so what I had to get it done. Not, so you had to get it off your head to get it off your plate. Off you my head, either. on the plate, and now out of the house because I sold it the next day at uh, <laughs> EGX. At How much did you get for it? 18 quid. Still impressed by that. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, is, that, well, is that cash or credit? That's actually cash. It was like 21 Whoa. quid credit. Holy shit. Really? I thought you could have got more for it than that because it's not, it's selling for full price. Yeah, still. yeah it's, it's a Nintendo game, isn't it? They don't, uh, don't lose their value. Right. Anyway. That has got me wondering about what else I could trade in. But <laughs> Well, if you've got any Nintendo True. games, you're, you're basically minning it at this point, yeah, yeah, Sean. Yeah. So yeah. anything Nintendo is still worth big bucks. I mean, this week I'm, I've been so much calmer, so much happier. I don't have that in the, under under this roof anymore. It's done. Right. So okay, it's, okay, it's okay, not okay, under your roof. Done. It's not on your it's head. It's not under your roof. Plate. It's not on your plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not under the roof. It's not. It's on the plate, uh, technically, but not spiritually. I'm not sure. So hang it's, on. Okay. <laughs> it's not. It's not in my head. Right. It's off my shoulders. So that's <laughs> clarified. So, but could it be? Yeah. Could it be off your shoulders, off your plate, but still in your roof, under your roof? Um, it's not under the roof. It's it's actually under CX's roof. Under it CX could be on the roof okay. if they put it back on the it's roof. I'm not sure roof. what the what the terms and conditions are. But I don't know. Maybe roof. if they find out, if they okay. listen to the pod, actually he hasn't done it properly. It may be back on my roof right now. I'm not sure. We did hear some weird. Noises I really hope night. there's like some massive like weird crossover update with Odyssey and Fortnite, and Matt's <laughs> got to go sculpt back into CEX who can't buy it and, uh, and well, then if, the, if guy, the guy behind the counter was a, is a TCGS listener and he, he goes yeah they, there's your copy of, of Mario back and he serves it up on a plate I was going to say like that, one yeah, of those that, dishes. Has, that has to happen you have to take a plate with you Matt and get him to put it on it <laughs> yeah. okay. okay I promise if I ever have to go back to it I'll bring a plate to the shop <laughs> and get someone to video me doing that. But if I ever have to rebuy it, hopefully I won't. I mean, no. What's your stance on this? A game I absolutely, absolutely adored last but year. It, it hasn't made you. You've made you're like you my, my lack good of ability has made me hate the game. Yeah, sure. They, they, that's it. Yeah, fine. It's just um, too too frustrating. I can't. Sean, what's your opinion on this whole conundrum? Uh, I think the plate gate, <laughs> <laughs> plate so like, shoulder roof gate. As long as you're <laughs> yeah. not like. Going around saying, "Yeah, I'm amazing. I finished this." I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm I, I can't, not doing that, Sean. I can't. <laughs> I can't really like. I don't know. I, I can't. I haven't got any strong feelings either way. Like, I fully support people. You know, in general, just being like, "Look, I haven't seen the final credits of this game, but I am done with it. I am considering it done, as far as I'm concerned. Fine, because life's too short, and you know, you shouldn't feel like you have to tick all the boxes just because they're there, but." But Matt, what you've done is sort of worse because you've because <laughs> rather than, rather than just having the willpower to be like, nah, fuck it, I'm just not going to do it. You've sort of done it in like a sort of weird and arbitrary way that doesn't. <laughs> was it yeah, like was it satisfying it. doing it? Was it 
Like, did you feel better for doing it even though you cheated? Uh, I just felt better for not having to attempt it and I don't have to dedicate, <laughs> like, mind space to it. But you never did. You could just choose not to do, not to no, care no, anymore. No, because it, it will just be like, okay, well, that's on the list. I've still got, it'll be on the list. And it'll be like, I can't, I just, you know. May, I, I know, I know what also, you mean, because like, obviously games are specifically designed, even the nice Nintendo ones, to make you feel compelled to tick everything off, whether you want, like, whether you're enjoying it or not. So like, there's an element of like, we are manipulated to feel this way. So I don't blame you, but also like, just next time this comes up, just consider just not doing it. Um, uh, 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 if that, that would drive James me insane. Is, <laughs> if James is breakdancing, yeah. What do you mean? What if? about we, when James is breakdancing? <laughs> what about if we set up a screen behind us on stage? Yeah. And what, Matt's not allowed to start talking stage? on the show until he's completed the five hundred <laughs> moon challenge. <laughs> Well, we've only got two hours, Dave, and we need about two months. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we are all staying together in a flat, so I think we should probably record Matt trying no, to I'll do be, it. I'll be too angry for the whole weekend. Uh, it's not, oh, it's not worth <laughs> it. Come on, Matt. Just a couple of goes. Just no, a couple I, I, of attempts. Honestly, I, I, my switch was actually creaking. That's how much I wanted to snap it. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll do it in front of you in about five seconds, and, uh, and well, we can all clap. I, I mean, there's no... I've, you know... I'm not worried about, oh, you're better than me. I know I, I have a low, I low know. ability. I don't know. I'm I think cool you will be. I think, anyway, you, I think you will be. I'm very much glad. <laughs> it's um, all, all the things I mentioned uh, previously. Let's move on. That's, that's <laughs> All the things bed. I mentioned previously. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like shoulders, mind space, head, shoulders, knees and toes, etc. It's done. Um, Go on anyway, um, Barry Mitchell is back. Um, uh, Matt pretending not to know the name of Beanie Babies, while behind him there's clearly a closet full of them. Matt and Fads are like two peas in a pod. Now, that uh, is a good also, point. Dave, when you were streaming, what are you streaming this way? Oh, no Man's Sky. And no I'm Man's sure, Sky, I'm sure, yeah. can, sure we'll talk about it later. Yeah. I, I watched it all and I really enjoyed the stream. Some people in that were like, because um, you were vaping, and they're like, oh, that's like, that, it sounds like you've been spending I too much time with Matt. I thought that was really weird. Yeah, I thought <laughs> that was really weird. Matt. And basically they thought, oh, that's a fad, Matt Proivates. I mean, I'm not a smoker, so I know I like a fad. But also Does... Beanie Babies for children, as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm, unless something's changed, unless Drake's tweet about it, I don't know. Um, but Beanie Babies for kids and vaping is for smokers. I mean, I like fads, sure, but I'm also not going to start doing that stuff. I don't know. I mean, that, like, vaping has become its own thing, hasn't it? Like, obviously, it originally came about as a method for quitting smoking, and then people just enjoyed it in and of itself. So it's yeah. not unheard of. I guess I do yeah, love but you wouldn't, yeah, but what, what, you know, clowns. Matt's, Matt's point is that, well, uh, yeah, I suppose, yeah. No, I think, I think maybe because you can vape without nicotine that that kind of, yeah, destroys the whole... Yeah, but no, for me, it was a way of quitting smoking, yeah. to be honest with you. So. Anyway, it um, no, don't have Beanie Baby collection. I know there were massive when I was younger and people are like, oh, the rare ones, etc. but, you know, it's... This was weird. We went to um, I went away for the weekend near the coast, and we went into an arcade because I, you know, I love crane machines and <laughs> and Harry likes like arcade games and stuff. And um, they had the teeny beanie boos right for sale in the arcade for four pounds. But then they had a crane machine mini game where you paid three pounds and you played until you got one. Wow! So it was kind of like. Why is it? Why would anyone buy one for four pounds? Well, <laughs> surely you pay less like and pay a cool. That's like you can either like spend the time and grind out enough things to get it, or you can just pay extra and get it now. 
Yeah, do they no, they I see guess, it, they but... see it as the crane machine is like work. It's not fun. It's like so like, okay, <laughs> so you have to play this game, but it's actually like working in an Amazon warehouse for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got to... <laughs> but it's a crane machine game, and they're brilliant. You're, and you're not allowed to go to the obviously... toilet while you're doing it, and you. <laughs> oh, it, was, it was really funny because I was I was standing next to the machine with my uncle, right, mm. and Harry was watching, and I put the three pound in, and I you know it doesn't lock in for a long time you know it lets you have a few goes mm. before you actually connect with one yeah. and um i'm going oh harry i don't think i'm gonna get it mate oh no it's not working now i think we're gonna have to go and all this and he was getting all upset and then i got one you know because it was a guaranteed win and it dropped down and he looked at me like a hero <laughs> and my uncle just turned around and went were you i thought you said you weren't going to be able to get one i said steve mate that was that was an act for the kid <laughs> play the game <laughs> exactly. you got me you got him as well <laughs> that's all those years at the brit school mate coming to roost in that moment um okay cool is that um, it for feedback uh, that's actually it for feedback i mean a lot of the feedback was actually we had <laughs> there's a massive massive message thread last about two or three days because um because Andrew Smith, you know, Spilt Milk Studios, he said he was going to buy a pro controller because of a computer game show. And then basically that spawned like two days worth of threads about the, com- about the pro controller. Andrew, <laughs> I'm very happy you got the pro controller. It is an amazing controller. It is the, yeah, it's the best pad out there, I think. I mean, the, the only disadvantage is the lack of um, analog triggers. Yeah. If that's mm. the right Apart phrase. That, it, just feels, it, it feels so good. Anyway, yeah. that's the feedback. If you want to leave us feedback, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter, or you can email the Computer Game Show at gmail.com. Sean, if you do ever get round to um, playing Yaku's Island, mm. um, I highly recommend playing that with a pro controller, okay. at least like a couple of times. I, yeah. I know, obviously. People like to play that game. Uh, well, it's a great game to play just in handheld mode. But uh, the the trip. Oh my god, the uh, buttons on that for that game—they mm. just feel so good for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that does increase the cost of the game by about three hundred percent. But don't I'll, you own it? But I'll wait. Don't you own a pro controller? No, I haven't got one, man. I, I just no fucking way, really. Uh, yeah. So when the Switch came out, I was like, Do you know what? I'm just going to see how I go without one, and I haven't missed it because I've not really had a, I had oh, a quick so, go on. So one. when you're playing TV mode, how? How do you play? Do you put it into that plastic thing or just hold them separately? I just hold them separately. No, you hold them separately. Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm all I, I did love chill. doing that when I first got it and played like Zelda, and it was like really refreshing. But yeah, you know, you know, just... when they when they did the the full reveal of it and they had that guy who'd like slumped down on the sofa and looked really cool. That's me every time. The the the, the um uh, I don't believe that the uh, <laughs> <laughs> the crazy thing the, the first time you um play splatoon 2 with the pro controller Mm -hmm. it feels like you're cheating (laughs) because you've got like your aim is so much better i can imagine yeah more movement in the sticks it's nuts yeah because with the sticks on the switch being quite stubby um yeah yeah it's can't hit shit with them it also now (laughs) means sean that you're not a professional gamer i'm not i'm an amateur use the amateur (laughs) controllers Step up. it's time for you amateur switch controllers amateur playstation 4 it's bullshit you should absolutely get one. They're really good. Right. Um, okay, cool. Next. Okay. We're on to news now, yeah. Right, we've got to do news. And fair play to James Farley, um, because although he's not on the show this week, he has done the news. Not only has he done the news, he's read the news, <laughs> recorded himself reading the news, and has sent it in. <laughs> so you boys haven't heard this, but... Um, uh, here it is. I'm going to have to stop it because he's done it all in one lump. Oh, so brilliant. he's just sent one little blob of audio whether, <laughs> like, rather, rather than just for each story. But um, uh, here's the news with James Farley. This is the news. Well, okay, as usual, 
I'll level with you. It's been a bit of a rubbish week. I mean, it's a dry season, isn't it? There's not much. I mean, you know, there's not much going on at the moment, so there's not. It's a dry season, everyone. It's a dry season. Yeah, that's summer. There's not really that much to talk about, but I thought I'd give you some of these stories, and I'm not going to bother like editorialising this because what's the point? David's just going to have a go anyway, whatever <laughs> I say. So um, maybe you, you can have a listen. Editorialising. You... When does he editorialise <laughs> normally? <laughs> it's true. I mean, he doesn't really. Yeah, but he, he, I, I think he's just not going to talk about the story. He's just yeah. going to read it out word for word. So I've got a feeling that this segment is going to feel rather long, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> rather dull. And then you can see what you think um, of each one. So the first thing we're looking at is that Quantic Dream have lost their employment court case. So we talked about this a few months ago when it all first came out. And this is a former employee who took Quantic Dream to court, having left the studio over offensive. Again, well, I mean, we say this all the time, but imagine if this was the BBC News. Like, <laughs> it just like, just imagine in your heads now that you're watching the news, and this is what the presenter was saying, right? Out. And this is a former employee who took Quantic Dream to court, having left the studio over offensive photoshopped images. I think there was some stuff like, you know a knob that was like <laughs> farting and stuff and people you know obviously obviously much more serious things than that not that i mean that's that's horrible but you know much more serious things than that <laughs> okay. and then also journalists with le monde and some other publications had been investigating what they described as being a toxic workplace culture um the allegations by the magazine said that david cage and guillaume de fondemir i think okay he nailed that <laughs> first time i love him I just love James. He's the best. Had at best, like, they kind of turned a blind eye to it at best, but at worst they've been maybe involved or, you know, condoning it is kind of fine. But David Cage said he was shocked by the allegations and that it was all a sort of slanderous um, smear campaign against him and the studio. So Quantic Dream actually sued... Um, they were, they're trying to sue Le Monde and other publications for, for this. But meanwhile, um, the employee... He sort of used a process in French law whereby a person can quit. Um, is it, sorry, is that a phrase that you've ever heard on the news as well? But meanwhile, <laughs> like I've never heard a news person say, but meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> in France. <laughs> um, receive no salary or employment rights, but can then petition for unfair dimiss- dismissal. So the purpose of this law is to expose failings in the workplace. Oh, fucking hell. He never gives as much information normally. He doesn't, does he? He doesn't. We usually already cut in and answer. I mean, this is just dragging. Dry season. Um, As the case goes to an independent Labour court uh, to discuss it. So the employee won the case and now... So his his losing his job will now be filed as unfair dismissal, so presumably he can sue for compensation, etc., Apparently several other employees have tried this before, but this is the first one, like, they've tried it against Quantic Dream. Uh, Again, another phrase that you don't hear on the news. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) It just just doesn't get said, does it? um, Before, but this is the first one that's really been um, successful, which is is nice. Um, (laughs) Quantic Dream can appeal, and they're still trying to sue those French journalists, but I doubt very much they're going to have any success there. Okay. Second story. Right, okay, okay. so that, that first story then. Um, yeah, it was a bit weird the way it's been written and banded about. It sounded like um, they'd lost the court case where they were suing the publications, but it wasn't. It was to do with the employer suing 
not suing, but taking uh, Quantum Dream to court for wrongful dismissal, and he's won. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, obviously there's clearly a lot of um, uh, evidence there to suggest that he was, this this particular person was pushed out, um, which is, is shit. Mm. But, I mean, what can you say about it? What can you comment about it other than, uh, you know, I hope they get their act together or... or yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, isn't it? Um, like, okay, good that this is now being caught, I guess, but would have been nice if, like, obviously this studio wasn't like this in the first place or they had an HR department that was like, hey, maybe stop bullying your staff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's... it's a- well, that's it, isn't it? I mean, again, we don't really know what's been going on and whether this is just a HR issue or whatever. Mm. Um, I think the ruling of the court sort of indicates that it's actually worse than that yeah um but it the, the article that i read did not really go into much detail it sort of briefly um went over the actual court case and what was presented and what the actual i think everyone's, legal issues were. everyone's being cautious because obviously it sounds like this involves detailed knowledge of french employment law which is <laughs> so your average games journalist is like oh, hang on a minute yeah, i better get yeah, this exactly, right yeah. but i don't <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, has anyone got a picture of the fucking Phoenix right to just splice in here somewhere? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, just, it's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's not much we can comment on, yeah. but uh, that's the news mm. for this week. Right, okay, second story, should we? Let's go for it. Uh, Nintendo unveils third Labo release, um, the vehicle kit. So this is Toy-Con number three, and it's a vehicle kit that allows you to build controllers for a car, airplane, and a submarine, and it's going to come out on the 14th of September. There's no UK pricing, although in the US it's going to be around $70, which probably means 50 to £60 in the UK. Um, and there's also this time an element of multiplayer to this release, as it's possible to have like a co-pilot join um, one person will drive, the other uses a controller to shoot a gun at targets, you know, etc. I mean, to be honest, I thought, I said, okay, I said I wasn't going to editorialise this, but I'm going to say what I think about this, because... <laughs> <laughs> I said no, I was going to do it. Back. Absolute fake news. <laughs> the trailer for this looked pretty good, I thought. It looked legit quite interesting, and it, I mean... It looked legit quite interesting. Legit this quite interesting. This is the news. Mm. <laughs> In this case, I think it so really does Hugh depend Edwards. on what kind of game that is, you know, that we're going to get with this. Because let's be honest, the original Labo stuff, ah, the game size is not that great. You know, it's it's not been fun. Okay, this is- right. Okay, so that was that news. I was um, slightly gutted actually that this got released the week after I bought the first kit. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but, but would you bought this over the variety kit though? I absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does look great. I think. I mean, I've seen. I think it looks standard, fantastic. Yeah, I've seen the standard you know, um, Labo stuff. And it looks great. But I thought it, I looked at this and thought this looks actually really really cool. Like especially the pedals and the fact you can the vehicles change from what's it like a, a buggy to a plane to a submarine mm. or whatever it is. Yeah. Do you know one great. thing that confused me though that I thought would have been nailed on for this. Like, why didn't they... Because did you get a Pilot Wings vibe from the trailer? Oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Labo Pilot Wings, like, release it like that. Like, make it... Because it looked like it's an island that you can go and explore, you can fly around, you can uh, drive about, you can do all some sorts of weird, cool stuff. Um, Like, put that license on it, and not only are you going to get the people that like Labo involved, which isn't that many, but the people that really want to play a Pilot Wings game. This, I mean, that seems like a no-brainer to me. It 
I, it's weird. And um, but the the basic concept uh, from what I got from the trailer was that you buy you build several different vehicle controls uh from a submarine to a um was it an airplane i think yeah because yeah, you, you had a like a controller um and uh, a, a, a steering wheel and stuff with an accelerator pedal um it was stuff we'd seen before in the first reveal of labo so you know it's been on the cards this stuff um ah oh, sorry that was bad Great i didn't mean it like that <laughs> um and um uh, the 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 interesting thing about it is that it looks like it's all one game this time, mm. rather than when you buy the variety kit. It's very it's all sectioned off into different games and stuff. The robot one was all one game as well, but this looks more interesting because you build these vehicle types and you put your Joy-Con in a special sort of cardboard holder, which you then slot in and out of the various different vehicle uh, parts. So you could be driving along, you take the controller out and then you turn it into a submarine by sliding it into the submarine controller. Um, And I I think that is just brilliant. Like it's brilliant. Um, I love what they're doing with this stuff. And, you know, hopefully once, you know, Christmas rolls around, I said that about this, the the variety pack, but um, it's something that Harry's like really interested in, in trying out. So um, I'm sure we'll end up with it at some point. Uh, and you know the this variety pack has been a complete success in this house like he absolutely adores the uh uh Nintendo Labo stuff so yeah no I'm I'm I mean it come out of nowhere it come out of the blue the only weird thing was that it wasn't a pilot wings thing because mm. I just thought that would have been perfect yeah why, the, these Labo things are like surprisingly ip free if i can say it that way like you thought they were yeah, their own thing more. yeah they're their own thing and i i do find that strange because they were pushing um, the fact that you could use Nintendo Labo with Mario Kart 8 quite a bit in children's TV because mm. they know that that's a marketing thing, right? Mm. And it, it, that was one of the things where Joe finally said, yeah, yeah, maybe we should get it for him because, you know, he's obsessed with Mario Kart and the fact that, that she said to me, oh, have you got to buy a new Mario Kart to use the Labo with it? I said, no, it's just a free update. And then that's when she started considering that it <laughs> might be a good thing to buy. Um, so it's, you know, obviously it works. That marketing uh, side of things works. So slap pilot wings on there, man, and yeah, and I, you would have got a lot more interest uh, out of it. And not yeah, because it's but- not like it's not such a big franchise. Like if it was like, oh, the new Star Fox is Labo only, you'd be like, well, hang on. Yeah, 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 hold on. <laughs> but the new pilot, Mario. <laughs> yeah, but like Pilot Wings is sort of about in the right place where like a lot of people be like, holy fuck, new Pilot Wings uses Labo, but it's not. It's not going to upset anyone. No one's going to be like, no, oh, well. No, and it, I don't think it would. I don't think it would upset, upset everyone, uh, anyone, because these things are coming out for 50 to 60 quid. Yeah. And full price Nintendo games come out for 50 to 60 quid. Yeah. So it's not like there'd be, oh, I've got to pay all this extra for the cardboard. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's kind of like included. It's the amount you were going to pay anyway. Thing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. But other than that, I think it's fantastic. Mm. I assume you've seen this, uh, Matt. Yeah, well, I watched the watched the video just before we started tonight, and yeah, like I said, this is the the first one. I'm like, this looks this looks really really awesome. I mean, again, right now, it's not saying I want to buy. I'm not. I'm thinking about getting it for for Christmas. I think Andy would quite like it because she's well into arts and crafts and stuff. Anyway, um, but yeah, this this looks like great fun, and I I love the ability to you know move um your 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 Joy-Con into the various sections to change which vehicle you're in. I thought that looked really really cool. Um. Yeah, it looked great. It, it reminded me of like when I first tried Google Cardboard. You know, their sort of 
slapdash VR <laughs> attempts that they did. Um, yeah. And it's like, you know, when you first try it, you're like, okay, obviously this isn't amazing. But for a bit of cardboard and two plastic lenses, it is basically recreating the functionality of something that should cost £500. Oh, yeah. I was and, so <laughs> impressed with Google Cardboard when I first tried it. I was like, this is a great approximation of what VR yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 360 video. But even that, I was like, this is... <laughs> yeah, it's like a two pound bit of cardboard on your phone. It's amazing. Exactly. So looking at this and being like, the amount again, the amount that people sp- like you know proper racing nuts spend on a steering wheel and pedal set, and it's like if this is like all right, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, <it's- laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I mean, yeah, right. So as you say, the game will be fifty, sixty quid, but obviously the cardboard is you know it's cardboard and some elastic bands or whatever. That yeah, that's that's funny. <laughs> it's got force feedback <laughs> pure force feedback yeah I wouldn't want to basically hack this so it works with like project racing or yeah, project that's cars like project cars yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. pop a simulator <laughs> you go to the expos and everyone's just got like these cardboard steering wheels yeah. like, you know at the expos where you have like there's the full you sit in like a huge car and it's got, all got pneumatics <laughs> and like a roll cage and it's like whoa he's like your other car's actually moving it's that but mm. when you get closer it's all just cardboard <laughs> yeah the whole thing's cardboard yeah. <laughs> don't lean on it it's not meant for yeah. that <laughs> uh, right okay should we continue yeah this is my final news story. There's been, and this is the, okay, now this one, again, I wasn't so happy about including this because it is rumours and it is speculation, but David can't argue back to me now, so it's... <laughs> I fucking can, there's a like, pause button, yeah, I was going to say, you choose not to play it. <laughs> it's fine, and I can say whatever I like. So, <laughs> there's been a few more details about Microsoft's Xbox... It's his little rebel side coming <laughs> out. It's fine, and I can say what I want. <laughs> Xbox Scarlet streaming service and this time this is coming from like a pretty good source I mean this is Paul Thoreau who's you know he's, he's been well known for um you know Microsoft stuff so he, he knows what he's doing um, so well known for it he can't even remember what he's well known for <laughs> you know he's well known for his Microsoft stuff, stuff that he does yeah um According to him, Microsoft are developing two consoles for the next generation. So there's going to be a traditional console and a streaming-only device. Both will connect with uh, what's called the Scarlet Cloud, uh, which is Microsoft's upcoming uh, streaming service. And apparently this has been known about since there was an all-employee meeting in 2013. So they were already sort of demoing or prototyping you know, this, this technology for quite some time. And although the streaming box will be lower-powered... Um, the reason for it to be a bit more powerful than stuff like a Roku box or an Apple TV or whatever is that to compensate for in-controller input, image processing and collision detection, all that kind of stuff, it's going to be cheaper than the traditional console, but not like 50 quid or, you know, like really, really like Amazon Fire Stick cheap. And so this is basically the next step in the Xbox as a service plan. So eventually Xbox will be, you know, accessible from any device, anywhere, and you won't really need to buy sort of hardware anymore. And, yeah, the cloud console is apparently further along than the traditional console, so they really seem to be putting everything into this. Personally, I feel this is going to be like a, a bridge console. Not, not going to end it editorialise, but here we go nah. again, Look, breaking his own rule. Why say it at the beginning? Why say I'm not going to editorialise? It was and just like one story, he wasn't going to editorialise. Yeah, exactly. Bridge console. It's... Um, this next generation will be a bridge, rather. You know, it's like maybe there's going to be both of them. Maybe the generation after that, we're going to see full-on streaming. But I still, personally, I still can't see how they're going to solve 
all the latency and the lag issues that there are, especially in places like, I mean, the UK, the internet's not terrible, but in other countries, you know, like in the US, I know their infrastructure is really not that great. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going. So that's the news anyway. And um, yeah, thanks. I guess that's the news. No, but I'm starting it again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. I. I th- this. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like this. Also, he contradicts himself a little bit. I don't know, like, if this was all direct quoted from that guy. Um, but saying, oh, it, you know, it's going to be a little bit more expensive than your standard streaming sort of boxes like Roku and stuff because it's got some technology in there to, uh, you know, uh, deal with some of the latency issues. Yeah. But then follows up by saying, but this is the plan to get Xbox everywhere on anything. Like, you don't even need to buy hardware. But mm. if you need that extra bit of power to deal with that stuff, then you're not going to suddenly get Xbox on your fridge. It's not, it's well, not going to I think it's more the fact that, say, on my like, phones, but then phones have this this power on how... So, so basically, what... what because it has a limited amount of compute power that I'm reading the article here. So things like comp- controller input, image processing, and collision detection, that's going to be done locally. But that sort of stuff can definitely be done locally on a phone or on any right, of these uh, other yeah. platforms that Xbox, and like PC, obviously. That Xbox may, you know, want Game Pass and Xbox Live, etc. So I can see that. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, obviously... They showed off the Xbox One, and I mean, although everyone kicked off at the time, many of the things that they showed off did seem a bit sort of before their time, definitely before people were willing to, say, let go of... Um, you well, know, always online was the main Always online, one, yeah, that sort of stuff. Yeah, Even yeah. now, honestly, yeah. if you, most of our games are always online, but people aren't really bothered because it's just the way it is. But uh, I think as someone, as someone that used on live um, a fair amount, you know, for a few hours or whatever, in those few hours, and then it, it was a long time ago, yeah, granted, and technology's moved forward. But as I said, the, moment, the first little glitch that happened in that streaming service mm. was enough for me to go, oh, I don't want to play games like this. Yeah. You know, like to instantly, maybe that's unfair because what it's doing is pretty impressive. But the first time I had that sort of screen tearing thing, you know, mm. it looked like, do you remember when digital first came out and everyone had those shit digital aerials that would just make everything go blocky for a second? Yeah. It was like that. And I was kind of like, I don't want to play games like this. Yeah, it completely destroys it for me. But that's yeah, what it, I mean. It, like, OnLive was almost certainly just like the, the cheap streaming box. Uh, Microsoft here have said that it's not going to be that. So, you know, things like controller input, image processing, and the collision detection, that stuff. Maybe OnLive had hoped that their cloud service could could deal could deal with it. Clearly, couldn't. But then the the problem is though, Matt, is that you've got to make a decision on which one you're going to buy uh, next. And well, you won't know. You won't really know how good the streaming service works for you until you've paid for it and you bought it and you've got it. Mm. Well, the weird thing is when I read this, and obviously that this sort of broke towards the end of the last episode, and and like, and like we briefly mentioned it, and I've heard about it on a few podcasts this week. But in my mind, reading this and hearing the idea about it, it feels like the main console will be the main Xbox I buy, and were I to want a second Xbox in the same house or in i don't know it's somewhere else i want to play xbox i play xbox then that's why i might buy the scarlet cloud version i don't mm. know i mean yeah possibly I, i've got I, i've got i've got like 200 meg internet so i've got good internet but i still wouldn't want you know i still wouldn't want to rely on that because you know virgin has like good days and bad days and all sorts of stuff can happen so i wouldn't want to rely 
my gaming solely on the on my internet frankly so i i would typically always just go for the standard next generation xbox but you know, I, I mean, I've I like Xbox that idea. I like lot, that you know, I've got decent. I've got 4K TV downstairs. I go in the office and play upstairs if I need to. And so maybe the other one would be for up here. But I don't know. I mean, it's a cool idea, and you know, it'd be amazing if they can pull it off. But um, it feels a bit like PSVR in the sense that it's it's a technology that's been sort of slowly on the rise for a couple of years. And someone's just got to take a punt at really getting it into people's living rooms and just see yeah, how it goes. Should that be? Should that, I mean, Sony took a punt at it, and gamers didn't take to it, did they? It's different. Should though, yeah. Microsoft, Microsoft taking have, this punt. Microsoft have a history with you know with with compute and with you know computing and cloud stuff. You know, with hmm. Windows and on all the other services that they deliver across. The multiple, you know, multitude of platforms and devices, and everything they've done for the history of Windows. So they've got a diff. It's different to then Sony just saying, "Let's try some VR stuff." Mm. Microsoft have a history of. No, you know, I'm talking about. No, no, I'm not and, talking about the VR stuff. I'm talking about literally streaming service. Like Sony have a streaming service. Well, like that's they, true. Yeah, They're Sony bought Guy much with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows what they've done with it, whereas Microsoft have a history of, you know, they need these data servers, you know, they've probably got those around the world for all their, you know, for Outlook Mail and Hotmail and all the other things they've done. So I think they've got, that they've got much better standing than Sony had. They, they have, but it doesn't rely on their technology. It relies on consumers' technology. It, it, re- it, it relies on people's bandwidth. It re- relies on people's internet connection. And that that's a whole different ballgame. That's what I'm saying is that, you know, this isn't. If I read a review, oh my god, it works! It really works. This is brilliant. That might not necessarily be the case for me because mm. I've got a different setup at home. You yeah. might be reviewing this in an office with a ridiculous bandwidth connection, and you know, obviously, it's going to work there. But for me at home, is that going to be as good? Yeah, exactly. You won't know until you risk. buy it. Yeah, it's it is a risk. Um, and I, I mean, I'm open minded. I'd be yeah, interested to see. Like and two years as, away, as you, you know, as you hmm. say, um, Matt, like the concept of having a, a normal Xbox, buying that and playing that, and then being able to just switch on my phone to access my games and and play away from that. Because as we know, they've made the switch to Bluetooth for their controllers. So hopefully, linking up the Xbox controller won't be a problem for my phone. That sounds cool. I like the I like the sound of that. I just don't like the sound of it being my main gaming experience. And right now, I think Microsoft needs to focus on appealing for that sort of main gaming experience. Otherwise, mm. you know, Sony are just going to run away with it again. But yeah, this is two years away. I mean, and although you know, from the article, it says that they've been still working on it since like 2013. So. But I don't know. I mean, we're a couple of years away from this. Who knows where we'll be in two years' time? It's certainly interesting, and it's exciting that someone's doing something along those lines. I mean, obviously they tried to push the envelope with the Xbox One, that sort of backfired. But they've been trying to make good a lot of the promises and 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 deliver what 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 they feel like users want to try and catch up to Sony. Um, I've actually got more confidence that Sony Microsoft could pull this sort of thing off than than Sony could. But who knows? In two years' time. Who knows? It could be all different. Do you again. know the most interesting thing about this? If they go do go down this path, is going to be the price difference. Yeah, like between the two boxes. Yeah, yeah. What, what what the price difference is going to be? That's going to be fascinating. I mean, reading this and like between lines, I mean, I, I would imagine this would be like one fifty. So it's it's definitely more like a Fire Stick and and more than like a Roku and stuff. One fifty and like four fifty for the main one, but. 
I mean, that's enough to make me weigh it up. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that could okay. work. Yeah, it's interesting, right. but yeah, we're, we're still some way. But I mean, it's hardly news. We knew they said themselves they go to work on a streaming platform. We know they're trying to get Xbox on, you know, PC with Game Pass and Xbox Live and stuff. So it's not, it's not, it's not exactly new news, but it's it's exciting to see where this thing goes and where we'll be in two years' time. Cool. Mm. Right. Should we get onto what we've been playing this week? Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's start with Sean. It's been Fuck. two weeks, mate. It's been a couple of weeks. Been... Yes, it has. Um, yes, it has. Some of these will be short. Some of them will be very long. Um, Banner no. Saga. Finished the first one. Started the second. Fucking great. Really excited because all the reviews are out for Banner Saga 3 and apparently yeah. it's fucking amazing. Yeah, the reviews have heard one. I have, I have, I've seen some scores, but I haven't mm. read any reviews because I didn't want any spoilers for the mm. second one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, properly enjoying it. Like... Two, uh, how far into two are you, man? I'm still only about an hour in. I okay. did like the first two or three major battles and then I okay. got stopped for something else. But it's, yeah, so I think I mean, further ahead than me. Yeah, I mean, I won't spoil anything, but yeah, there, there is a change of character um, that is that is very interesting. Because, you know, like the first one, so you swap basically between like these two main parties, um, yeah. but they're all basically likable. Um, yeah, second one does something really interesting with that. Um, that I'm really awesome. enjoying. Um, there's there's like a a proper fucking set piece in it um, that is very exciting, but also because it's Banner Saga, really miserable and upsetting. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Banner Saga. But did, uh, are there any? Um, so I played about an hour, and I think I should mention it on the pod a couple of weeks ago, saying mm-hmm. I'm about an hour in. Mm-hmm. My initial disappointment was the fact that there weren't really any sort of quality of life changes. Have it's you? Basically, the same should, game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I guess I'm not so surprised they probably developed it at the same time and chopped it up yeah. but in my mind of oh it's the second one or it's another chapter maybe they learned some things or made some changes but it literally feels the exactly same. the same in that yeah. regard but yeah i've not really seen like it seems like it's little things like it seems to be easier to level your units up like i found in the first one like even towards the end of the game i just i never had any renown to put into yeah i found that. people up yeah whereas this seems a bit more like the the requirements for leveling people up seem a lot lower which is nice in the first um, one i mean obviously mm. you can so there's like five or six different attributes to your character there's like mm. how much you can how much you can yeah, basically like your, your the damage you can do mm. how much sort of you can do to damage other people's armor and there's yeah. um other things here and there and obviously if you max that out, that out that's when you can uh apply skills and max those skills out. how many of them did you do because i did a couple here and there and i got them for like one out of three but i never maxed out those bonus skills and i got it wasn't yeah really i got clear I, what the benefits really were i, I, I got a find. few of the bonus skills um but yeah none of them are like life-changing which considering as you say considering how hard they are to unlock um you'd expect them to be like really noticeably different um i got yeah. a couple where it's like percentage chance to do a critical hit and that definitely saved my ass a few times um, yeah, I've had some dodge ones. I'm like, oh, thank God that happened because yeah. I was like, yeah, dodging yeah. loads in certain fights <laughs> and I really desperately needed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, sort of getting towards the end of the first one, it starts to get really fascinating, like, because you, like, I do, you know, I was saying how it's really hard to level people up because they take so, like, a lot of resources to do so. I did sort of wonder if that's on purpose because it's so easy to get people killed, like, permanently, <laughs> just yeah. by making bad choices and stuff. And it does seem to be like this intentional thing where it's like, yeah, you can invest heavily in like your favorite character 
and then they can just die. <laughs> yeah, I had that. One character, yeah. I'm not sure who it was, uh, and I'm not going to say it because, um, although actually I've just remembered uh, the person's name, mm. it, it's a bit of a spoiler. But yeah, I, I spent ages like, say, actually saving someone now and thinking, okay, I'll just do a mad upgrade on this person now. Mm-hmm. And then that person um, passed away. And I was like, <laughs> like, straight after I'd upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah because we were talking with there was a guy i forget his name but we talked about like a certain story event and you were sad that a certain character had died yeah and it was a character that i literally didn't even remember because he died like two minutes after he yeah, appeared well, he had, in the he, game had, he had joined but, your party but he wasn't really a major thing but it's yeah, like quite yeah, a big character just, in mine because i yeah. leveled him up and saved him and yeah which is fascinating in and of itself but then i looked it up and i found out that, yeah there's like about five different points in the story where he can die and you lost him at like the last one yeah i'm not <laughs> so close to the end but apparently if he if he makes it through the first game he, he appears in the second and he's just fucking invincible apparently like there's nothing oh, damn there's, I there's have gone no, for those bloody trees yeah <laughs> there's just no story events that can kill him um so yeah really fucking enjoying that um been playing hollow knight as well um which i know james loves uh i yeah, do as well loving this, yeah um really weird hurdle right at the start where it's like Again, it's a bit, oh, it's a bit Dark Souls. You don't really know where to go. Um, it's just, just a bit annoying and pointless. Like, you you know, you start and then you go in, like, one direction and you find, like, a really hard enemy and you're like, oh, is he the first boss? And then you die to him ten times and you're like, maybe I'm not supposed to fight him. Um, and then you go a different way and they're like, okay, this is, this is much better. Stuff like that, I just I haven't got time for it um, this day and age. But once you do work through that and you start like you get your first map and you understand that this is the whole flow of it is that you know you find a new area you don't initially have a map but once you've sort of muddied your way through a bit um muddled even muddied okay um you find the guy who sells the map and then you're like right okay i've got like a foothold now and i you know and that's quite cool because obviously there are so many metroidvanias where it's like you just have the map pretty much constantly or even if you don't have a map you sort of you're automatically writing the map as you go as you explore so you, you can always see where you've been and you know how to get back and stuff whereas this this has this sort of nice to and fro between like pushing into like a new weird area and not knowing it very well and then once you've got the measure of it you usually end up finding the map guy and then you've got the map and then you you know and that's that's cool really like that um the art style's beautiful but it's very like like every area is basically one color <laughs> one color and black um which i get and they've obviously done it on purpose but i don't know i just found i it's a bit boring sometimes you've been in one area for ages yeah um, i've seen those pictures and it does look it does look fantastic it looks quite yeah. impressive but it does look yeah. great um but yeah it's just yeah really, really enjoying it really like it's just really satisfying to like like say sort of repeatedly sort of getting a bit lost but then getting that foothold back and that that sort of interplay between those two sort of moods is just really interesting um so yeah really enjoying that i i started playing it thinking it was going to be like a 15 hour job but apparently people are spending like 50 60 hours on it yeah it sounds like a big which one is, yeah which is terrifying um but hey ho uh i've started playing bomber crew also on the switch um i've not put a massive amount of time into it yet so i'll probably talk about this again next week um but it's it so when i first saw trailers for this i thought it was like an overcooked type 
deal because it had all characters. No, it's a, yeah, because yeah. I played a bit of this at, at Res, didn't I? And oh, yeah, I yeah. instantly thought, yeah, this isn't for me. Because um, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it, it, it requires a lot more thought than I'm willing to put into anything in my life. <laughs> um, and I know that a lot of people dig that, but I'm, I'm not down with that. Um, and it, yeah, it's not like that at all, is it? No. It's, there's very much you select. It's, yeah, it's you know, sort of a real-time strategy game, and yeah, that's you're right, selecting yeah, yeah. units and moving them around. But you just yeah, you're in the confines of this little um, fighter bomber. Um, so you have like you know three different gun emplacements and and the, the little bombing bit and a pilot and an engineer. Um, and yeah, so you just like stuff happens. You go on missions. You know there'll be like a bombing target, but then fighters might come after you, and it's like right, gonna you get on the rear, and then do, and then you have like this sort of targeting mode. You hit the, the left trigger, and it's like that's how you sort of spot like navigation points or you target enemies and then you you guys in your ship just sort of react accordingly yeah so like there's a really good mix of like having to get hands on but also just being like right now shoot those planes and you guys just sort of get on with it um and you know sort of perform according to their skill levels because they all have you know they all level up and improve and stuff which is cool because it's that sort of XCOM feel of like you know you get your your favorite guys and they can die on missions um really i think so or they just get injured i'm not sure um but there's very much this implication that yeah like you so you can go to like after every mission you can go to barracks and like hire new people so i'm assuming that means people can die um Oh mate, you gotta let me know if that happens because I love that stuff. Yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued. Um, and yeah, so the controls are fiddly as fuck. Um, I'm getting used to them, but it is like okay. So to select a unit, hold B and then press up and down on the D pad, and then to move them around, hold the right trigger and then move the cursor to select where you want to go. Then press A, then press B to deselect them, and or press Y to zoom in and out of the ship so that you're either looking inside it or like you know scanning the environment around. You can tell this wasn't built as a console game first. Well, you say that, I think, right, and mm-hmm. I genuinely believe this, this is, you're playing on Switch, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. And that is one of the biggest flaws with games that are being put on Switch, I think. Because mm. with that stuff, it feels so much nicer to do on... Uh, like a normal controller mm-hmm. like the multiple uh button presses and stuff like that you get so used to that on a mm. you know a larger controller and everything yeah the switch never handles it that well that's the problem i had with milanois not too long ago mm-hmm. um I-, I felt that if it was a dual shock in my hand i might have stood a chance yeah but because i'm trying to hold three things down especially in handheld mode yeah. when you're playing in that you you it kind of like it's like fuck this it's quite a strain to do isn't it yeah 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 it's yeah but i mean you do sort of break through that and obviously it's one of these ones where because it you know you're sort of constantly multitasking it's sort of there are going to be times when it sort of thrives on that sort of confusion um so yeah sort of swings and roundabouts i guess you can you can customize your your plane quite a lot oh which is good you name it you can name it. Uh, no, can you name what? it? No, maybe you can't. It's it's got a name. I'm not sure if you can rename it, but you can. So you can change the skin of it. You can change like the decals on it. So <laughs> so I was like, right. So you can change like the the decal that's on like the nose. And I was like, oh right. So it's going to have like you know this those sort of 1940s pinup um, illustrations. But no, it doesn't. What it does have is the option to use um, your icon for your Switch profile. Oh, God. Which for me is, is my me sort of leaning to one side and winking. So that's <laughs> <laughs> so that that's perfect. Um, you can also just 
like write a phrase that is plastered across the side of your bomber in massive letters um so spur of the moment obviously this is sort of a world war ii setting i just went for nazi punks fuck off um which, <laughs> which is like the, the text is fucking huge as well <laughs> that is just like church would have yeah. wanted exactly yeah um and then you know Matt, they- what would you put just uh, it's coming home uh halo <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. but yeah so like the few missions i've done it i mean i'm as i say it's, the controls are fiddly but i am looking forward to it getting more involved like it, the first mission's just like here's some fighters and you're trying to get home and um, second one's like right now bomb something and the, you, you do like reconnaissance missions as well you have to take pictures of stuff um and i'm yeah i'm looking forward to seeing where else that goes. how much is this like ftl uh quite a bit actually yeah um so yeah it's a lot like the combat in ftl in that you yeah you're sort of moving guys around managing systems and targeting things and yeah um is there is there a plot is there, uh, is it, is it, it's just like yeah it's just here is a mission that you go on um right okay. bomb this it's a submarine <laughs> or whatever you know it's just, <laughs> um what else i'll do the other sh- yeah two more short ones and then one long one uh i've started playing yakuza zero and i'm sort of glad james isn't here because oh, no. I've played about half an hour, and fuck yeah. me, it's not the best start, is it? Nope. Um, was that the one I played? I played Yakuza 0, didn't yeah, I? This that is the one, the one that James recommends, right, as a beginner. Yeah, 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 yeah. but it takes like seven hours to get going, apparently. Yeah. And I, like, I'm going to do it, because, you know, it, like it's just come out on PC, and like if anyone was going to be snobby about it, it'd be the PC crowd, and they're like, no, this is fucking brilliant. Um like all the reviews have been absolutely glowing, so I, you know, I'm gonna persevere. But yeah, just Jesus, that opening is not. I it's just what it is, right? For, for like to start, the, everything's like boarded off, isn't it? You yeah. can't go around running around places and exploring and stuff, which for is a long fine time. because you know you want these things to sort of ease you in and then slowly expand. But I just found yeah, it's like. But, but, it's like cutscene yeah. and then lots of dialogue yeah. and it's and it's not and some good. Of the characters are not like, good dialogue. Yeah, it's not good <laughs> stuff, is it? It was like, okay, right, okay, I'm trying to get into this, but you know, the plot as well at the start of Zero was it's just a little bit you know, they're all focusing on this plot of land and it's mm. like okay, but why do I care? Well, you know, it's <laughs> there's some weird you know, there's kooky characters that you know, I like a kooky character in a game. But the one, the kooky characters in this are just like what? <laughs> this is, have you, I assume you've done the bit with the two drunks fighting. I, know, I don't think I have. I've not even got that. Far. Uh, it's like yeah, it's just I don't know, man. I I can't. I couldn't see what everyone was raving about. Mm. Like people like, like like when James is going, there's so much to see and do. Mm. I found it to be just quite repetitive and nowhere near as entertaining yeah. as it. I thought it should be. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the, even the side, the, even the side missions and stuff, which take like they're all wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was ex- to explain it to you that I got into a situation where I had to pretend to be a producer, and then I was asked all loads of questions <laughs> during the set yeah. about what things meant, yeah. and if I cocked them up, like if I got the sort of movie lingo wrong, <laughs> then I'd be punished. But yeah. if I was, if I got it right, everyone thought I was a producer. And it, it sounds funny, doesn't it? But mm. when I was playing it, I was, it was just clicking the X button over and over, and then a choice, and then clicking it, and it was like. This is, I'm not, 
getting anything out of this whatsoever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it didn't really, it just, it didn't work for me. If you like it, then you like it and whatever, you know, as always, it's just my personal opinion. But mm. I, I am surprised they're this highly praised. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will persevere. And James, if you listen to this, I'm sorry. I'll try, but... Um, Where are you up to? I, I literally, I've, like I said, I've done about 30, 40 minutes. So I've, I've so beaten up you some you watched the first cut, cut scene? Yeah, and I've met, <laughs> like, I've had the, <laughs> the chat with the, the lone shark who's like, oh, you should work for me. And then what's his name? He's like, no, I'm a, I'm a Yakuza for life, mate, you know. And it's like, oh, yeah, great, this <laughs> yeah. is good. Um, and then you meet your mate who's all like, oh, you're supposed to spend your clo- uh, money on clothes and watches and that. and um, uh, yeah, I don't know. James is having a breakdown <laughs> listening to this. He's having a no, breakdown. I'll, I'll crack on because it does, you know, everything I've heard sounds so up my street. But It does we'll open up. And when you get to the second area, yeah. um, there's a cut scene that is genuinely brilliant, like really good. Yeah, okay. um, but but then it plopped me back into just the normal Yakuza gameplay. And, I was, and then that's where I lost interest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, give it, give, it, give it a little bit more time. Okay, I will. Um, Another Could. one I've had to go on, Warframe, because, you know, we talked about this a few weeks back. Oh, yeah, yeah, what shit, did, yeah. Right, what did I say about Warframe last time this came up? Everyone seems to think it you was hate destiny. it. <laughs> no, everyone seems to think I like it. I, I, oh, I, like, yeah, I had a tweet from someone like, oh, yeah, really glad you talked about Warframe. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And then, like, Farley, apparently Farley said I liked it on the last episode. I don't know if he was on the wind-up or not. Yeah, apparently there was a conversation about uh, Chris messaged me. He's like, Farley thinks you like Warframe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, you said you said that you'd played it yeah. and you didn't like it when you first played it, but apparently it's improved. Yeah, that, that's that's the vibe that I yeah, got yeah, from yeah. the well, conversation last time. Yeah, well, I've had another go and I still don't like it. Um, right, okay. I so just, just to clarify, you love Warframe. I love Warframe. Um, <laughs> um, I've completely turned around on it. Um, no, I just ah oh, man, like if if all you want from a game is like an endless list of boxes to tick, I'm sure it's great. Um, I just don't. Isn't it, that all games? Yeah, basically. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't enjoy playing it. I just don't like the feel of it. The the weapons just feel like nothing. The enemies just don't really do anything interesting. There's no, I don't know. But I, I, I feel just, like the sliding around is cool. Oh yeah, the, the, the movement stuff is cool. It? Yeah, you start like you can learn to like sort of chain these like dashes and jumps and stuff, and you're like soon you're like flying around the levels. That stuff's really cool. And it does. You know, going like going back to Destiny, the obvious comparison, like you know, Destiny has got that sort of relatively sluggish sort of Halo feel to it. Um, but I just, I don't know, I just, I can't, I just can't get invested in it. I just don't, don't enjoy playing it. <laughs> There's no, like you know, Destiny for the bit. You know, it does get grindy at times, but it's just fundamentally enjoyable to go. Like yeah, is you you do do the same strikes like dozens of times over, but each week there's different modifiers, or you might try different builds and stuff like that, and all that stuff's really good fun. And we said it before, um, the fundamental shooting gameplay just feels brilliant, no matter yeah. how many hundreds of hours you play. That exactly. still feels great to do. Yeah, um, but I just, I just don't get that from Warframe, unfortunately. Um, I did in like, the only bit I started really enjoying is when you um, you unlock like the first like open world area. Um, that was pretty good fun because that was just jetting around doing missions and stuff. But I don't know. Yeah, other than that, I just I don't know. It's like, oh, what were you playing on? What's it? What were you playing on? Uh, PS4. Right. Okay. Um, cool. And it's like you know you do a boss and it's like oh you got a boss which by the way most of the bosses I've fought I literally just ran up to him and shot him repeatedly 
Um, in fact, I did <laughs> I did a tweet where I was like, I was like, oh, there's some really good bosses in this Warframe, and it was a video of me defeating two bosses by just running up and shooting them. A few people, oh, th- I'm gonna have to watch. That. A few people thought I was being yeah, sincere, and a few people oh, were like, really? yeah, a few people were like, yeah, it's good, isn't it? And I'm like, eh. yeah. <laughs> 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 sorry if you're listening and you were one of those people. Um, and yeah, and it's like, oh, you unlocked a piece of a Warframe. But you need like two other pieces and then a load of resources you've never heard of and then you can and then you have to wait forty eight hours for it to be I'm just like nah Sean nah, I'm not doing it. I mean, Sean this sounds a Sean, lot like Destiny. Sean, wait, played, wait, wait, no. wait. Go on, Sean go on. I know what game you're gonna talk about next, so don't lay, <laughs> lean into that criticism too much, yeah. Don't <laughs> lean into it too much, mate. Um, go on, Matt, sorry. That's just to say, I mean, like that, you know, about oh, suddenly some other like resources and things you need and a currency. Mm. It's not many miles away from what Destiny does. I suppose maybe just with Destiny, I find it easier because I've been sort of embedded in it for a long time. Like I know people. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's what the that's what it sounds like. It sounds like the people once they get into Warframe, that's when it gets good. Yeah, and Um, like I understand that you know there are people who are just like, do you know what? I only want one game that i can just get really really into and like yeah fair play because this seems to be fucking endless um if that's what you want then that's that is totally it but i just found like i'd, I'd spend a full evening on it and just be like what have i done what have i achieved <laughs> absolutely yeah, nothing yeah. i just did some same missions and ticked some boxes and hey, i don't know um, and if you're not digging a gameplay that's it at the end of the day because exactly. i mean the difference with destiny is that we've I mean, it's not the same for everyone, but we absolutely love the gameplay, the feel yeah. of that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're not getting that from this, then that's, the, you know, yeah, and like, you're you not going to get over Don't get that. me wrong, the, the sort of space combat stuff they showed at that event there last month or whatever, whenever it was, um, like I'll play a lot of an average shooter to access that because <laughs> that did look amazing. But I don't know, we'll see. Um, it's free, okay. it's free, in it? Just just go back if I want, but we'll see. Yeah, considering it's free, how much to like, how much does it, not go over the head with like the microtransactions not really at all to be fair it's very it's very good for that i've you know um especially if you've got like a twitch prime account um you just get free shit from that so the main thing that obviously it wants you to consider paying for is the the warframes themselves um because obviously each one is like a different like a different set of abilities and stuff um have you got a twitch prime account uh well yeah through amazon prime in it so, who are you subscribed to? I think I'm subscribed to the computer game show, am I not? That's the one. Yeah. Good. Um, if anyone listening to this has got a Twitch Prime account, please drop a, a free, your free monthly sub on the computer game show on Twitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it, it's, it's good for that. Like, I've got, like, four different Warframes. I've not spent a penny. Um, but it, although it's just reminding me, like, I always see people who really like Warframe being like, yeah, Destiny's only got three classes, <laughs> and Warframe's got, like, 40-odd or something. Yeah, but each Warframe is just like, here's four abilities that do one yeah. thing. And it's like each one is basically just one style of combat. Whereas with Destiny. And also, get- uh, with the classes thing, you're going to pick one or two. You know, if you want to do multiple characters, you're not going to blitz through all of those classes, are you? In yeah, exactly. And like. Can you switch them out? You can, you can switch them around, yeah. But again, like, you know, say so I've got some free ones, but like I'm, an, now, I'm now at the point that if I wanted more, I would have to pay up or spend hours grinding materials and pieces and blueprints and stuff. So, yeah, you know, plus, like I say, with Destiny, I feel like 
like yeah so i've only got one character but within that you've got three subclasses within each of those you've got the sort of slightly different um ability sets and then the ways that those interplay with like the exotic armor and and weapons and stuff i find that really interesting like I, i can swap one bit of armor and then it's like right hang on so now it makes more sense for me to equip this class and then this gun and then did it and you know and then that all feels like it interlinks really nicely whereas this is just like okay i've got a new character this one shoots electricity instead of healing people and i'll just equip my favorite gun and sword yeah again yeah. because difference does it make i don't know i mean yep. I, I know there's, there's, probably, there's a lot of people really fucking like this game and they're all probably want to kill me now but well they all think you love it well yeah that's true yeah i can just say what i want and they're like too- oh glad to see you're still enjoying warframe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, whatever. Right, so the big one, No Man's Sky. Um, the... I've been playing this. Have you been playing this, Matt? No, I, I went to go play it, and uh, my PlayStation Plus uh, subscription went out, and I was like, "Where's my save file gone?" And <laughs> it had gone because it's obviously in the cloud, and I haven't. My my subscription's relapsed, and then I I didn't go back to it. But I desperately want to play this. I mean, obviously, I I like this when the last year's like Atlas Rises patch uh, dropped. Mm. Actually, I liked it on launch, but and I've just seen so many great stories on Twitter and and stuff mm. this week, and the pictures and the videos, and I do want to get back to it. But uh, I've been playing Fortnite. But uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think, Sean. Uh, I I really like it. I wasn't sure at first because they've still you know all that general friction of like needing to collect resources and like the amount of times you get back in your ship and it's like guess what you got no fucking fuel <laughs> um you know that's still yeah. there um and it's i don't know like i know a lot of people are like well just play it in creative mode and then you just go wherever you want do whatever you want it's like no because i do i do want to earn it a little bit I don't want to just be like, well, I'm just flying around and there's just no point to doing anything other than looking at plants oh, and taking mate. screenshots. But yeah. it sounds like I need to do that. It sounds <laughs> no, like I yeah, need yeah, to yeah. go into creative mode. Some people absolutely love it. Um, I mean, I really want to play in actually permadeath mode because that might <laughs> give it even more no sort of like stress. Like, you know, I need to get this. <laughs> yeah, but the, the first time, I will get to you, Sean. <laughs> the first time. <laughs> so I played it for like the, the first hour and I decided to start a new save and. I remember enjoying No Man's Sky. Um, the, my favourite things about No Man's Sky was just travelling around and yeah. like looking around. Oh, just, there you like, go. Yeah, yeah. Playing creative mode then. Yeah, I think I should because I played it. I I was gonna play it in permadeath mode. I'm so glad I didn't on the stream because the start of that game is. I mean, it is bad. Mm. The, the the opening hour of that game is not great because you're you're on this planet and nine times out of ten it's a planet that's gonna kill you within <laughs> a few minutes just walking about um you haven't really got any of your your items or anything so all of that's a bit of a mess um and it's just like go and get this go and get that it was just you know you talk about fetch quests and stuff mm. it it was kind of like that but worse because <laughs> you're not really getting anything out of it it's just your ship's fucked you need to go and collect shit to get your ship working again. And it's, mm. I was hoping that that would give me the, cause I think the first time I did it, it made for a real good experience by the time that I'd fixed my ship up, leaving the planet for the first time was like a real moment. This time it was like, oh, okay, 
I mean, it was like, oh, okay, I'm right, I've left the planet. But, 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 but was that because you feel like you were probably stressed because you were meant to be in inverted commas entertaining on Twitch? Or? Definitely part of it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do, I, Yeah, that's definitely part of it. Um, and the next time I do it, I, w- I won't be doing it on on uh, stream. Um, yeah, there's I, I, there's no doubt that that plays into it. Um, but I just remember just thinking, oh my god, uh, just get me off this planet! I, <laughs> I, and then and then things that you were trying to find to fix your ship were too far away. Like it, it was literally too far away to go and get for me to turn back to my ship and fix everything before dying. And then when you died, it was like, okay, load of your shit doesn't work now. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> it just, I don't know. I I was in a bad mood that night, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, so what? What? So what? How did you approach it? Did you go straight in with a new game, or? So I, what did I do? So I, oh yeah, so I've got an existing save with like thirty hours on it. Um, and first I was like, right, I'm just going to go back in with that. Um, and you know, and it comes up with a message explaining like basically the universe has been regenerated. So if you had a base, it's gone, but there's like a system where you can like restore it which i'll get onto in a minute um so it's like yeah you're gonna find yourself somewhere completely different deal with it it's just in uh, all the light has gone oh here's the light again the light <laughs> is back um and uh yeah so i was like okay well i'll deal with that so i just so reloaded it and all like so loads of the like equipment upgrades and stuff have been changed so it in place of those, wherever you had ones that now don't work anymore, it just says like obsolete technology or whatever. And you just, you break them down and you get like useful like items that you can then use to upgrade yourself again. So that's fine. I can live with that. Um, but then I like, I needed a warp cell to go to the next system and it's like, okay, to make one of those, you need chromatic metal. And I was like, what the fuck is that? That's completely new. That's not, <laughs> that's not been in the game up until now. Um, yeah, they've, they, like, they've changed the way like, loads of the resources work. Um, in some cases, just like renaming them. But in other, you know, in other ways, like, the whole sort of structure of how you build things has changed a bit. Now, what I didn't know at that point is that you can go on your... What you can, well, the thing they've now added is you can go on your log page and you can find like, any element or material that you've you've discovered and you can click on it and it will give you a little tutorial on how to find it or build it or or whatever which is really cool i didn't know that so i just went right well fuck it i'm gonna have to start again um and actually just do the tutorials again figure out what the new sort of structure is to like you know actually building the fuel that you need so i started again did about an hour did enough tutorials figured out what chromatic metal is and how to make it went back to my old save played a fair bit and then found out there's other stuff that just kind of doesn't work <laughs> if you've if you've upgraded an old save like there's this piece of kit called a blueprint um a blueprint scanner something like that and basically that's how you unlock new stuff to build for your base you just can't get that if you load an old save apparently um i don't know like i assume they're gonna that's fix that shit. at some point but yeah it's a yeah, bit yeah. of a fucking oversight um so basically after a bit i was like i'm just gonna have to start again especially because of the way you know the universe has been regenerated so like any like physical progress you've made whether you're following like the you know the path of the atlas or trying to get to the center of the universe or whatever it's kind of meaningless again because you just you're somewhere else now and it doesn't really matter well, I mean, where it you was meaningless regardless well, when you yeah, found out what maybe. was in the center <laughs> of the universe so i was like all right fuck it i'm gonna start again but I, but I am really enjoying it now. Like I've, I've found a rhythm with it of like always making sure I've got fuel and stuff. I know what to look for. I know how to find stuff. Um, so I'm not getting that frustration of getting stuck and not having the fuel and what have you. 
Um, I've got a freighter. You get freighter really easily now. It used to be like it cost you about eight million credits or something. Now you just the first time you come across one getting attacked by pirates, you kill the pirates. Captain invites you on board, and he's like, "I don't want to do this. Do you want my fucking ship? I just take it off me. I don't want it." Um, so yeah, you just get a free freighter, which you can then get in and build. You know, carve out a little base inside it. And you know, if you're playing with mates, you can all hop on board the freighter and then use that to get around the galaxy instead of you all consuming warp cells as you know. As so, you go. so the freighter's on a mobile base rather than sticking yeah. one on a planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like it's really easy. Like if you happen to go exploring without it at any point, you can just point at a bit of the sky and go summon the freighter, and it just just warps in out of nowhere, which is very cool when you're playing with other people. And you're like, hang on a minute, lads, <laughs> just click your fingers, and it fucking. Have you got? Does that freighter have like uh, like shops and stuff on board? It doesn't know. You can oh. um, you can put in you know all the like little specialists you get with the terminals and stuff. You can put them in there, but I don't. Oh, okay. think, I don't think you can get shops. No, but you can't. Um, like, you can, can you sell? Can you buy and sell materials on there? Uh, I don't think so. No, no. Okay. Um, you can start your like all your farming and stuff. So you can put in all your hydroponics labs and like get a big sort of network of like you know there's because there's plants that are like specific to frost planets or hot yeah, planets yeah. or poison ones, whatever. So eventually you can just get like a whole suite of those just like producing elements for you um so yeah the only yeah sorry that was the other thing with my my old save is yeah there's supposedly this quest where it's like so if you want to get your old base back there's like a little quest line you can follow to just find a suitable area and then it just bang like there's your old base as it was before didn't seem to work for me like i was selecting it and it was like okay go to a planet and then scan and it will tell you where like a suitable place to put in your base and it just wasn't working i think they've now patched that i'm sure there's like a a patch that went out today or yesterday where apparently they've added like proper like information about what you're supposed to do um but i'm fine starting again i think um but yeah just loving just exploring and getting into fights fights are a little bit better the sentinels are a lot more aggressive now and it's very easy to get in a fight with one of the big sort of bipedal walker things um which are pretty good fun to fight and then if you try and just escape into space they'll just send spaceships after you um the dog fighting's still like pretty basic you know like any other dog fighting game where you just like follow the icon on the edge of your screen to then point at the guy and then shoot him for two seconds and then he flies past you and then do it again um but it's quite cool when you're like defending a freighter from a load of pirates and you're like flying sort of through and around all the ships and, and stuff. That's pretty good fun. Um, yeah, like I've, I've, I'm just playing it a lot and like actively enjoying it. Um, and, and, like, and, and with like the, uh, the landscapes and the environments being much more varied and like you yeah. get much, much taller mountains and a lot of like ring planets, do you just mm-hmm. want to keep exploring new planets just to see what the locations are like? Yeah, like it's really like, especially because you can have as many bases as you want now. So it's cool to just be like flying around and occasionally just be like, this is quite nice. I might make this home for a bit without it being like, oh, if you do that, it deletes your old base and then you, you've officially moved. And it's like, there's no. Like, there's nowhere near as much commitment involved. Yeah, well, the last one I was um, like, I, I just in a perpetual state of I won't build a base here because maybe the next planet's better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, that's yeah. that's less of a thing now. Um, so that's cool as well. Like, I've not done much of the multiplayer, which is obviously yeah, the main... Ask, right? A lot of people yeah. jumped into it and done single player, but not, I've, many, many of people I've talked to, talk to haven't actually done a lot of multiplayer. I think it's it's a weird one because like if like you know you and I like quite enjoyed it anyway, like... I think if you've already found enjoyment in it as this sort of quite lonely um, exploration game, 
part of you is like, well, why why would I want my mates to charge in and fuck shit up? And <laughs> I was yeah. quite, quite enjoying this on my I own. I enjoyed just the like, sort of experience of, you know, like finding a new location and exploring it and yeah. scavenging for yeah. things. But I would also like, love to see how it changes I mean, in multiplayer, but also how do you think it, how, now as a third person view, have you been playing mostly in that or first person or what? I have been playing mostly third person, but I don't know if it's just because it's there. And it's new, and I just <laughs> um, like it is cool being able to see your your character, um, but like it's a bit fiddly, like in indoor spaces, like trying to select items and you know pick stuff up and what have you. Um, but like for the most part, it's it's fine. Um, a third person ship view, I've not really bothered. Find that a bit annoying for some reason. Um, but what else? I had a cool incident. Uh, Andy Hamilton was like, basically texted me and he was like, look, I've fucking landed on a moon and I've got no life support left and no, like, I'm no launch thrusters. It's like, you come and fucking help. And I did. Just like, joined his game, landed next to him, just hopped out, found some rocks, found basically found him some oxygen, made him some fuel, handed it over to him. Then he's like, right, cheers. Whoosh, took That's off. amazing. And that was Because <laughs> like, otherwise he would have just been fucked. Um, I like that stuff, but I mean, I, I love to know how much he agonised over texting you. <laughs> like, I mean, don't, don't oh like God, asking for help, I'm, lit- yeah. I'm literally going to have to ask Sean Bell <laughs> to help me because I fucked up on a computer game. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> that must have killed him. <laughs> um. But yeah, like it, oh yeah, it, it looks a bit nicer as well. I mean, I'm still on a, as I say, still on a at PS4 amateur. Do, do you not think yeah. it looks any better? I do. Well, maybe it does. I mean, I've only seen a couple of planets or whatever. Yeah. But I still think it looks like shit. Really? I mean, compared to okay, yeah, com- compared to I mean, the space stuff when you're flying around in space, yeah. it looks incredible. The mm-hmm. planets just look beautiful mm. you know when, when you're seeing these huge sort of the rings around certain planets and stuff like that mm. i mean it, and even from the ground when you're seeing planets off into the distance it's like it's stunning yeah. and then when you load when you when you like go into the planet like when you're going to land and everything starts popping in you're like Ugh. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is and then you see the animals and they're like you know uh, toys in Sid's bedroom from Toy Story. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, fucking hell, what is that? And, uh, and then you compare it to those. Yeah, I mean, I will always look back at that the original showing of what that game was going to look like. Yeah. And I'm just like, it doesn't look anywhere near that. It looks does a lot it? better, though. Do you not see it's closer than it has day? been? Yeah. yeah. We're like, uh, fame, well, not, I guess I, when. When it did come out, uh, someone did that. That had the video from the twenty, the two thousand and thirteen or fourteen E three trailer, mm-hmm. and then they cut it with like the launch version. And it, it, like, the first one had the Jurassic Park theme song. That was very good. Had, like Jurassic <laughs> Park on so a harmonica, or whatever it is, and it's yes. that, that weird thing on two legs, like walking around. It looked that horrendous. was, that was <laughs> very <laughs> funny. Yeah, the, that, that same person re-edited that and done a third, a, a new version this week, which had like the latest version. Mm. And now it has like the, the Jurassic Park um, song. <laughs> it's not quite the classical version. It's like sort of in between, and it does look a lot better. Yeah. Are, like, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look into it because. The the first planet that I started on mm. was very much like that first, you know, Jurassic Park <laughs> on a flute uh, version. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck is this? I haven't seen well, any, like, obviously shit creatures. I've seen some very 
funny and terrifying ones. I saw like a giant squid guy floating around. Saw watch my stream. Okay, watch my stream. Bad ones on there. Okay. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I thought the creature generation's been improved pretty much. I've not found like any okay. aggressive creatures. Um, which I don't really mind. I just found it, found it odd that there, like, there was quite a few previously, but now they're all just like happily doing their own thing. Um, so I don't know. That was odd. The clouds are nice. They've added clouds. Um, <laughs> all right, Sean Murray. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's been interesting. Like, so I've been posting pictures that I've taken in the game, um, and I've had like tweets off people. Like, Fucking hell, this looks loads better. Is it? You know, and it's like well, hang on, hang on. That's in photo mode. Calm down. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, that's me like editing it and picking the filter and you know getting everything to look nice. Um, like the game doesn't always look like that, but no, I, I think it looks all right. It, it fucking chugs on the PS4 though. Like oh, but it even on, on my Pro, doesn't it? Yeah, on oh, my really? Pro, the, the the noise that was coming out of my Pro <laughs> was like insane. I was playing it on it's a really hot rate, day. It's pretty yeah. Framing. The frame rate was really, really bad. Is it? Yeah. Fuck. Just popping in and out of menus and stuff. It was yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? That is a shame because yeah. I have a sort of tempted with it because you know it's, it's been on sale all week, um, and I was like, ah, do I just get the PC version? But of course, none of my mates are on it, so nah. Um, yeah, I'll I call out to get the Xbox version, but then yeah. no one will be on that either. But there I would like to see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like it's. It's hard not to sort of get a bit swept up in the whole, like, the story of, of the whole thing. Um, like, the fact that, you know, they put this game out and everyone fucking destroyed them for it. And they've just cracked on and they've worked at it. And, and now this has happened. I've seen a few people being like, ah, yeah, but it's a bit distasteful to, like, celebrate the fact that they got shitloads of abuse and now they've made a good game. It's like, well, no, they were making the good game anyway. Like, they've not done it. Sorry, well, it's a bit distasteful to... Yeah, I've, seen a, I've seen a couple of tweets of pe- basically people saying like, oh, it's like you're basically celebrating the fact that they got a load of shit and then had to improve the game. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure they were doing that anyway. Yeah, yeah, they? yeah, no, that's, that, that's, a, that's a nonsense argument, yeah, that. Um, <laughs> like, no, I don't think anyone who's playing it and enjoying it now are the ones who are like, oh, I f- feel really bad about sending Sean Murray those death threats now. I think, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's all it, people it, who totally. sort of, or, like, you know, like, I was disappointed with it at first, but I've always sort of half believed in it and I've wanted it to you, be better. You lo- um, <laughs> That's brilliant. That is, that is pure Twitter, isn't it? Like, it's a turn around to you and say, no, you're liking it now. Do so you think it's good that you got death threats, do you? Yeah. Like, like, I no. mean, just the leap that you've got to take. To yeah. come to that conclusion <laughs> is insane. Um, uh, yeah, so like it's it's like no, I'm just pleased for them that like they've they finally made the game they wanted and apparently are continuing yeah, yeah. to do so. You know, like they they could have just taken the money and fucking run if they wanted. Um, I, you know, I can't imagine the reception their next game would have got, but um, you know, they didn't <laughs> have to do this and they didn't have to you know give it all away for free. Wait, um, if they did take the money around, do yeah. you think they would have just done, what is it, Joe Danger? Joe Danger 3. 3. Bring it on. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, like, you know, you do, because, you know, Sean Murray started doing some interviews and he was like, um, you know, in a few of them, he's like, oh, you know, like, I'm, just, I'm really proud that we've done it with like a, an average of like six people on the team or whatever. And it's like, mate, just hire some more. <laughs> well, yeah, I, <laughs> you didn't I think, need I think to say a good like, point. The good point that he made in, mm. in those interviews, and I totally agree with, mm. he said, we flat out started talking about it way too early. 
Yeah. That was it. Yeah, yeah, We yeah. started talking about it way too early. Yeah. And But the thing is, what he doesn't say, and he can't say, but is the truth, is that you can't blame him for saying it too early because mm. you're creating this game and PlayStation, like Sony are coming to you and saying, we're going to show this off at E3. Like, you've got... And he's obviously thinking, this is great publicity. This is great publicity. We need to do this. Yeah, we need to get on uh, the indie devs who made Joe Danger, and then like suddenly Sony's like, "This is our biggest game." Yeah, and then they threw <laughs> yeah. him under the bus. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. but I know. But what I'm saying is that I can understand why Sean Murray did that, mm. and I think it is down to inexperience. And but but how can you t- expect an indie dev to turn around to Sony and say, "No, no." I'm not ready to talk to it, but talk about it. Yeah, yet. like you can't. I realise you've arranged you all these interviews Michael. for me on, you know, fucking national television. But nah, I'm not going to. Yeah, do. <laughs> I don't know. I, do, I, like, I don't yeah, want and- to go on Conan, <laughs> zoom the map out, <laughs> and like you know, unless uh, you know, I'll joke about like you know, maybe we should hire more staff. You know, I've said before how people do this with like even you know your AAA games. You're like, oh, 150 people worked on this and it came out shit. Maybe you should have hired another 150 people. So you can't just do that because then you've got a company that's doubled in size overnight and half the people are just new and don't like you, it takes time to get people involved right. in what the company is about. And that issue is obviously compounded when you've only got 15 people in an office. You hire an, another 20 and suddenly the people who've been there for years are suddenly outnumbered by a load of new people. You're right. And it's and a but, difficult but thing to get right. Like at the, at the, In the same breath, I think equally, you can't use that as an excuse either. You can't hmm. just drop that in there and th- say, I hope the consumers understand that we've only had six people. No, it's yeah. not our concern. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not our yeah. concern how many people worked on the game. Yeah. You've sold it as a full-price game, hmm. same as games that have hundreds of people working on yeah. them. That, so you can't really give sympathy because it's a small team. Mm. I think the only reason why that would work is if you should be impressed that it's that few people. Mm. But the problem is if the game comes out and is failing to hit the beats that we were expecting, which this game certainly did, mm. the the amount of people that worked on it is completely irrelevant. Yeah. You know, that, that then comes across as more of an excuse than a, hey, you love this game. It was only made by like six people. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been amazing. That's impressive. In launch week. Well, I've been psyched as fuck about this game two years. It's finally here. Oh, wait, is that it? Well, I'm gutted and maybe I spent a hundred quid on the digital version, but it doesn't matter because there's only six people that have developed it. So yeah, fine. It doesn't, yeah, I'm going to step away. Yeah. I'm cool with this. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> what, what, what I will say, though, is that, um, you know, it is impressive that they've stuck with it. Mm. And although so far i've not really seen anything to convince me to go back to it again um other than tonight just saying hey you should try creative mode because that does sound up my street and Mm -hmm. it sounds like what i want so Mm -hmm. maybe i'll do that yeah um i i you know it is good that they have stuck with it and they they're they're starting to put together a game that, that I think that they originally wanted to. Yeah, like it, it feels different actually to what they originally wanted because now I think they've announced in the last week actually they're going to be doing like weekly quests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. So this is probably different to what even they imagined it would be. You know, it's, it's interesting, yeah, because it feels like it's now at a point where it, it, it is what they said it was going to be. Do I think everyone's going to like it? No. Do I think it's it? Do I think it's what everyone thought they were getting? <laughs> Maybe not. Like, uh, you know, I'm still like, I'm not feeling any sort of urge to be like, oh, I could be a trader or a pirate hunter or, you know, 
I don't really feel like that's there. And I think a lot, like that's what a lot of people wanted. And I think, you know, as I say, the people who were sending death threats or whatever, I don't think there's any pleasing those people. I don't think those... No, I, 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 no, they, they almost definitely didn't play it in the first place. Exactly, yeah. I don't think they're like, oh, good, that my death threats worked. And now, <laughs> now I've got the game I wanted. I think those people are far too stubborn and stupid to even consider going back. Um, and fuck them, obviously. Um, yeah, exactly. I did, I did laugh. You know, the, I think it was in the Eurogamer interview where Sean Murray was like, you know, someone literally sent me a death threat because I said that, or I said there was going to be butterflies in the game and there's no butterflies in it. <laughs> and I was playing it and I saw some butterflies and I, <laughs> and I thought like, this is definitely too tasteless to put on Twitter. But I was like, I nearly screenshotted it and was like, oh, I'm really sorry about the death threat, uh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I really like it. Now I'm I'm so pleased that they've they've got it to this point. Um and I'm I'm excited to see where it continues to go. I'll be interested to see if they start charging for stuff now. If they do any like major sort of overhauls going forwards. It's still a bit buggy. Um as I say, people like people are still talking about crashes. There's some weird audio glitches. Doesn't run great on the PS4 sometimes. Um but it's just a yeah, it's a nice thing to do. Um to just go exploring and and like I say, I, I still enjoy that having to get materials and like and enjoy it landing on a planet and being like, how am I going to deal with this? Like, <laughs> like what are the materials available? What sort of environment is it? And having to like consider that stuff. Um, right. The, the more you're talking, the more I know that I'm going to go back to it this week and try and create mode okay. because, you know, I understand why you enjoy that stuff, but I absolutely didn't. And the, yeah. the, the thing I fell in love with when the game came out mm. was finding things it was the yeah. exploration yeah, yeah, yeah. and to do that without any of the fucking nonsense <laughs> i think i'm uh yeah i'm bang up for that yeah yeah give it a go bang up for it or i will or do we go the other way and the two of us do a survival stream <laughs> i mean i'm up for that i'm game <laughs> it might be fucking miserable but we might but then you know that's what streams are for it might be funny let's do it yeah all right, let's cool. do it all right cool uh okay i think that is more than enough from me it is too much, some might yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. Matt, you. I mean, I've literally only been playing Fortnite. I think on last <laughs> it's been week's... a dry on... summer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a dry season, everyone. But on last week's show, I, I obviously mentioned I finished uh, games, and I thought, I'm just, I want to go back. You know, season five has just launched, and yeah, I've gone back, and it's just great. And I, I've, I've, and I, I know I've mentioned this many times before, but I think it bears repeating. I'm still impressed and amazed and love the fact that I can play some three different devices and all like the things I'm working towards, challenges I'm completing, things I unlock works on it's on the same account. Like I basically in the morning I maybe play a game uh, you know, uh, um on the phone just while I'm like maybe um just when I wake up who knows and I, and I get to a train station I'll maybe play a game on my phone when I'm waiting for the train um because it, it obviously I've got, I've got 4G and whatnot um I might uh, if I get my, when I get on a train I might play on switch if I can tether to my phone so I've got 4G I get to work I play on my switch with a wi-fi at lunchtime I play on my switch uh if I've got time and at home I play when I get home I play on the xbox it's just I and now you know how Matt plays Fortnite throughout the day. <laughs> it's just so, so simple, and I know it really shouldn't be like impressive. Just like oh, infrastructure, but <laughs> yeah, it just it that that that's perfect for my lifestyle. The fact I can play on these various devices and uh, and it all unlocks. And yeah, I'm still like in love and with with like just completing the challenges really more than anything. I'm obviously 
trying to win the games, but it, it's hard because I most play randoms. Um, but yeah, it's it's still amazing fun. I think it looks great on Xbox. I, I'm not like it look. I, I it's great. I can play on Switch definitely, and it's definitely better than a mobile version. But yeah. I, the sticks don't feel great. I, I, yeah. I can't really describe. I guess it's just the sticks in general on Switch just don't feel. It feels like there's quite a big dead zone. And I, yeah, it's a, that's a bit of a shame, yeah. but. Yeah, it's just it's still just a cracking game, and I'm just super addicted to finishing these challenges every week. Uh, Here's a question, right? And this is what I don't get: When was the last time you got a battle? What, what, what they call it, a royale or whatever? Yeah, when, when like, was the last time you won a game? Oh, like ages ago. I haven't won one right. in season five. I've, I've, so, I've come so close, like loads of times, but new. So then, what is the appeal of keep going? Like, because the reason why we were so addicted to PUBG is that we were getting chicken dinners, you know, not on a regular basis, but I'd say, you know, one a week. Um, and that feeling was just too good. And then when I play this, I play Fortnite, I get to the top four, I get beaten by someone up a tower. All right. It's, e- it's either I go all the way to the end, to the last 10, or I get killed within minutes. And it, I haven't had that satisfaction of like finishing a game. So I don't understand where the proper, the, the, where the payoff is. I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not really getting that because I'm playing randoms. I think if I play with you guys or like a group of mates, then there'll be much more pleasure in actually like really focusing on going for the victory royale. But honestly, it, this is, this is a classic me, but I'm really just like, my pleasure is like trying to get his challenges completed because I just want to complete his challenges. Uh, so yeah I, i'm getting fun out of that and and if i you know when it gets to the last slot i'm trying to improve my building i'm trying to get a bit quicker i'm trying to build wherever i can to like quickly build the towers where you like build all the sides and you build the stairs and you jump up and build the stairs and sides i'm quick i'm doing that more and more to try and get better at that um but yeah i haven't won in a long time um but I, and I, I will agree that maybe PUBG is better for that but i'm yeah for me it's the challenges and it's just and it, it's just like there's addictive nature in like seeing what loot you're gonna get you know and I, the other day i got like i got an amazing like you know like i got like four incredible guns since i've ever since i've had basically bullshit for, for a week or so but so i must have had all my luck in in one one run really but uh yeah i do want to play with you lot you and john and everyone a bit more so to actually focus on winning a game rather than just playing it and, and sort of uh watching others win but yeah, still good. Still, well, we've still been saying for a while. We need to go to it. We need to play it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so that's all you got, yeah. Yeah, that's it for this week. I'm afraid. Um, yeah. So I played a little bit more Mugsters on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, yeah. I'm starting to get into it now, and it was funny because you said something earlier, Sean, about mm. how your brain is wired into having to complete things and yeah. stuff. Um, and I felt that that is what was, um getting in the way of me enjoying this game uh definitely mm. because i would go into the, so you go into each mission uh in each, each island and they've got three objectives um and one of them's like you know it's do is collect humans uh collect uh crystals and it's usually something to do with either like putting a laser beam into a, a bit of machinery or reconnecting a plug or you know something mechanical mm-hmm. um and I was trying to do all three before I'd left. Like, and then <laughs> there's definitely an incentive there because when you go back to your hub Island, 
there's like different lights to show you what you've done and what you've achieved. And they don't light up unless you've completely done <laughs> all of the objectives on an island. So it is pushing you to do that. But I'm finding it so much more fun to just go into an island, try and escape essentially, and you know, maybe do some objectives along the way, but then go back in because it saves the objectives. You don't have to do them all in one run. You can go back into it and, and finish off objectives and stuff. And I'm finding it so much more enjoyable to do that. It's an, it's an interesting game. It's hard to recommend because I think it, it's, um, is of a certain pace and, uh, I, you know, it's, a certain type of game that I don't think everyone's going to fall in love with. Um, but for me, I, this week I've enjoyed it way more than I did last week. Uh, I'm starting to get into just playing through a level and then replaying it a couple of times to mop everything up. Uh, and it's just a better way of playing that game. Um, it's a shame. It kind of feels like I know why they didn't do this, but it kind of feels like it should have just said, okay, escape the Island. And then once you've done that, it, then introduce the like you can go back and then introduce the objectives because uh, then it's it feels like you're starting to under because it's imp it's almost impossible to do it in one run anyway because these islands mm. are getting bigger and bigger and you don't because you've got sort of a limited view you haven't got a map or anything you're kind of sort of just playing it by ear as you're going around exploring um so once you've done that and you've escaped and then you go back to it, you know where everything is or to some extent. Um, and then you can actually focus on doing what you need to do. Um, it feels like a that's the way it should be played rather than having all your objectives there and then trying to struggle through to get to the end while doing everything in one shot. It's just not an enjoyable way to play that game. So yeah, I'm still got the, the game is starting to drop little mystery things in there that that's, it been intriguing like there's this really strange bit in one of the uh, uh levels where there's this huge mechanical ball thing like a robot thing it looks like the one from the incredibles um where it's like in this cage and if you go near it it starts going crazy but it's got nothing to do with any of the objectives so it feels like it's pop like plopping in these weird moments and it's going to build to something. So I'm excited to see where that goes. But I went from last week struggling to go back to it to this week saying, oh, I'm definitely going to smash through this at some point, you know, mm. maybe at a slow pace, do a few islands a week, but uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to, yeah, uh, smash it. Cool. Um, and I've been exploring the hub Island as well. And there's cool little uh, bits and pieces you can do on there that um, I'm looking forward to the, the further you get into the game, the, the more stuff you get to do on there. So, yeah, so, so, yeah. so you feel like you understand like the, the minutiae of the game a bit more than, than last week. Yeah, I understand the concept of it. It's just not presented brilliantly at the start. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people have been enjoying going through and doing all the objectives in Run Run. But to me, it feels like it shouldn't be played that way. To me, it should be, it feels like do what you can and escape, then go back into it and mm. mop, mop stuff up. Um, and yeah, it's like, I think it's like 10 quid on the Switch. Um, and I mean, I, I would, I've got a feeling that if you play it this way, you'll enjoy it. Um, so it's worth looking at if you're struggling to find anything, it's hard to just flat out say, go and get this because it's the, the pace of it is so, um, slow in certain, uh, certain parts. There's some weird sort of bits with the, as I said last week, the humans getting caught on scenery. That's a bit frustrating. And mm. um, so there's things holding me back from saying, go and buy it now. But 
um, I would definitely look into it. And if, I think if you like the look of it from the traders, then you'll go on to like the game if you play it this way. Uh, but then you might be different. I don't know. That's that's it, really. That's uh, yeah. I I played it most of the weekend and, and got a lot more out of it this time than I did last week. So yeah, worth look worth looking at. Nice look one. Up. Mugsters on the Switch. There you go. Look, I've repeated it. Repeated hey! it. You, you can bloody listen. Natural conversation. Not really, because that's <laughs> yeah. had a bit. And then I've, because I've addressed it, it's completely brought the show to us fucking halt right <laughs> should we do emails matt matt what's matt got to do with it oh yeah yeah email that's all right if you want to email us it's the computer game show at gmail.com a number of people have done that including liz walker she says hi guys can i just say that as the owner of two small children i don't know why she says owner that's a bit weird uh, <laughs> she bought them <laughs> In a flea market. Yeah. Uh, she says, Sean has my absolute sympathy. I've just had a shitty night myself with both of my kids waking up during the night and there's nothing on this earth that makes you feel more frustrated and angry than a dose of sleep deprivation followed by a full day at work. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Um, because anyway, my question, during the really shitty nights, I found myself playing a lot of Hearthstone because it was relatively slow paced and it was easy to play one handed whilst bouncing on a yoga ball with a screaming baby uh, technique I've used with both of my kids to get them to sleep. I never play Hearthstone outside of those moments because it just reminds me of those horrible nights. Do you, oh, have a, God. <laughs> do you have a game that you won't touch anymore because it brings up bad memories for you? I don't see, see, I'm, I'm, see, I'm also yeah. doing the Hearthstone thing, but I play Hearthstone a lot anyway. Um, like it, it is good when you're trying to get baby to sleep for all the reasons she mentions. Um, but then I'll happily play it whenever it doesn't have this like bad association for me. Yeah, so. the, the games I played loads when they were D was you know, up all up, you know, basically cluster feeding, which is basically when she mm. needed feeding every forty-five minutes. Yeah, uh, so that was fun. Um, uh, I played the room one and two loads on oh, mobile, yeah, yeah. and I haven't played them since. But at the time, like, oh yeah, I, I, remember I was you absolutely were, shattered. You... Obviously, you know, and, like, <laughs> in absolute bits. Hadn't you know? I slept for a long time, and then it's just obviously perpetual stress and whatnot. But uh, but then I still, I could have slept. But I thought I'll just play a bit more of the room. Like that, that was sort of calming me down. Like <laughs> you know, take mm. me down that to was, a level. You know, we so talk about Dadhead. You know, when we talk about Dadhead. <laughs> And you you go a bit weird, don't you, from the sleep deprivation and stuff. Yeah. And you you wrote, oh, yeah. I remember that period because you sent me text messages, and like ninety percent of them had the room in, <laughs> in there. And you were just you were just it was like you were texting me almost daily about how much you love the room. Yeah, <laughs> just going all right, Matt. I yeah, okay, I'll, I'll play it. It's just the, <laughs> the the room was where I went. That that was my happy place, basically. The Room is such an yep. odd series because I've played most of the first one and it's fucking really good. And there's like there's about four or five of them now, I think. Yeah, and I, I remember when the really first one came out. I was like, I should yeah. play that, but I yeah. just didn't feel the need. And I just yeah, I just haven't bothered, and I don't know why. I just <laughs> weird. The second, I think it was the first one. It was the first one with the picture that changes. You look through a like keyhole and you can see a picture. I think it was... Uh, was it a keyhole? Like yeah, you get like a spyglass, really, don't you? And you yeah. really fucking shit me up. Yeah. Because it, I don't know why, but like, because it was a picture and it was a portrait of someone. Mm. And then later on, you look through the spyglass again yeah. and the person's gone. And it's oh, like yeah, that yeah. really fucking unsettled me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was I played delirious that. at that point, so I, I <laughs> you didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> the immersion the immersion broke when I got a text message just after that happened mm. about the room from Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of a game called The Room? 
Um, I mine was Freeze. Uh, oh, I, yeah. It was that's what got me addicted to that game. Um, I used to use it uh, when Harry was just you know you have those periods where you just can't do anything to stop him crying. Yeah. So you just sit there and you're hearing it, and it just let me focus on something else while yeah, that yeah. was going on around me. Thankfully, I've kind of use it as a stress technique now. So when I'm stressed out, I. Uh-huh. I just whack it on and it calms me down. Yeah. So that's what I use freeze for. However, saying that I told a story a little while ago on this podcast about, uh, when my granddad had a stroke and I played Civ, mm. um, and I've never gone back to it and I don't know what it would be like to go back to. I don't think I could do. Mm. I never played it after that night. And, um, I, I don't think I could go back to that now. Yeah. And not, no, not enough. funny or entertaining, but it's answering there the question, go. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, right, SMW says, Hi all, just wondering if any of you have a favourite game trailer. I remember when I was a teenager seeing the original Halo trailer, then for the Mac, uh, and being blown away watching it over and over. In recent memory, however, I think the Forza Horizon 3 E3 trailer is one of my faves. A game series I'd never tried and a genre I'd never been that keen on. The trailer and its fantastic cover track uh, hooked me and it was enough to make me try the game which I ended up buying. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, this is definitely Hyper Light Drifter because I must have watched that trailer about 20 times really? just for a laugh. <laughs> um, just absolutely loved the, the soundtrack and just all the sort of weird bits that sort of, like in any other game, you'd be like, oh, well, that's a cutscene. Um, but because it was all this really consistent pixel art style, you're like, oh, fuck, do I get to play that? Of course, no, you don't. Um, but it was just, yeah, it just looked fucking nuts and just really interesting and exciting. Um, and yeah, yeah, just absolutely loved it. I, I consider it more just like a little sort of, you know, minute and a half music video more than a trailer for a game, really. Um, I've got a few other, I mean, when I first saw this question, I was thinking, well, definitely the Mario Odyssey stuff. Mm. Um, every trailer for that, I was like really pumped for and it was exciting and, and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Um, every GTA trailer, pretty much for everyone they've ever done, mm. I've, I've loved. Yeah, GTA is a weird one because I didn't like GTA 4 was, it was fine. I think is what well, arguably one of the weakest in recent years, but that's also the trailer I remember the most. Now, I should remember the, the director, but basically parts of that were very much like a director, a famous director's movies where you saw like really sharp, a really, really like quick, like sped up footage of like the city and like traffic and whatnot and i thought i thought yeah that's definitely one of the most memorable trailers for gta 4 even though the game itself didn't do an awful lot what was it the one with small faces for gta 5 that that really sticks out um for me but i mean just as we're talking now i know the answer to this for me is is an odd one it was the nintendo labo reveal oh yeah and i I'm going to expose myself as a bit weird now. <laughs> I I almost blubbed at it, and I can't really explain why. I think it was like it put a lump in my throat is the best way to explain it, mm-hmm. because it was kind of like, you crazy bastards, <laughs> like when I was watching it. And it was just like, I don't know. It just, it summed up nintendo for me mm. just beautifully like what's the, the the way it built up and the the way the music built up uh as the trailer went along and it was kind of like this just looks fun and yeah you know we, we being in this situation we've been in we're not games journalists 
um, and we're, we're fans. This is like a fanzine sort of show, you know. Mm. We're, we're we're not in the industry, but we love it and we like talking about it, um, and we love really focus on the end products and, and we love all that sort of stuff. Um, and you sort of, I know it's hard to explain. You sort of go into that mindset of thinking what games should be, what gaming shouldn't be, you know, talking about themes. We talk about narrative a lot and we talk about, um, you know, the technical side of gaming as well and mechanics and this, that, this, that, and the other. This just screamed fun. And it was like, that is why we got in, into games in the first place because we found them fun. Mm. And it was made me feel like a little kid again, just looking at that stuff and just going, fuck, that looks cool. Mm. That looks cool and fun and interesting. And it's an idea that has come out of nowhere. No one expected it. It was brilliant. And it, yeah, I mean, I showed, it was one of those trailers that I showed everyone at work, mm. you know, I'm going, look at this cool shit. Mm. And everyone was impressed with it. Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, the first time, this is a bit of a weird one, but the first time you saw the Watch Dogs trailer, because, all right, it turned out to be so scaled <laughs> back by the time the game had come out. Yeah. But when you saw it, you were blown away that this was all happening. Turns mm. out it doesn't. But it was <laughs> like, it was like, fuck, I, I stuck it on my Facebook page. I very rarely put game stuff on my Facebook page, right? I've got a very different... Facebook is for family and friends yeah. that want to see pictures of Harry a lot and Twitter is for, you know, gaming people. But I stuck that on Facebook, the Watchdogs one. I definitely stuck the Labo one on mm. because everyone just seemed to love it. And it, it, yeah, it really made, it reminded me of why I was into gaming in the first place. This just looks flat out fun. Mm. Um, and it, I, the music doesn't help because the music really builds up and uh, yeah, the way that it just cuts at the end of it and the little baseline at the end, it was, it's just perfectly pitched mm. that I loved it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was good. Good. Matt? I mean, I, I guess I, that, that Dead Island one was obviously incredibly memorable. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dead baby. We've gone from that. <laughs> So the oh, the girl falls out of the window. Nice one, Matt. Yeah, but nice I mean, one. again, like the, the, <laughs> yeah, the the Halo. I think it's Halo Three, the one with the bubble shield in the trailer. I oh, yeah. where he like throws the um. I, I, yeah, I think yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I think there's a bit basically where he like chucks a grenade or whatever, and the bubble shield goes over, and he like jumps over. A cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, fucking yes. You know, I, was, <laughs> I mean, basically, Halo trailers always get me. You know, I yeah. see the helmet, I hear the music, and I'm done. Although, I will say the last one this year's E3 fell a bit flat to me. But uh, people normally, were really angry with the Dead Island one. I just thought it was a really good trailer. Oh, it had nothing to do with the game, yeah. but I did think it was yeah, a really not, good trailer. It's an amazing trailer. Just uh, sort of did, did, did me lead into the game, but uh, wasn't yeah, it? Just, there was, uh, it was the idea was sort of nicked from something else, or so, I don't know. But I mean, you know, welcome to marketing, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? There was another one I was going to say, and I've forgotten it. Oh, the first uh, Last Guardian trailer, PS3 exclusive, The Last Guardian. Yeah, um, but we saw it about four times, didn't well, we? Yeah, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> two years later, it's the same trailer. Yeah, <laughs> there's but, the Dragon oh, the Two one. Oh, I'm, yeah. well, I'm not sure if it was a trailer, but the one where, like, you obviously you see like the the bow and the the rain and whatnot. Yeah. I remember that being incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, what else we got? Okay. What else we got? Uh, Ryan Metcalf says, Hey guys, uh, 
One of my favorite things about the show is the way you talk about your kids and gaming. It's awesome to hear about how your kids are influencing the way you play games and that you don't moan and groan about it. You guys treat gaming with your kids as a bonding process and you're proud of their progress. When they achieve something awesome, you mention it on the pod and I love that. I have two boys, four and one. I assume that's ages, age, not names. Um, my eldest loves to watch me play games. Uh, one of his favourite things was watching me <laughs> row around in my boat in God of War to get uh, close to the world serpent. Brackets, he didn't see the rest of the game. Uh, I'd be interested in, he- interested in hearing your fatherly gaming advice. I only have a PS4, but I'd like to introduce my son to actually playing. The PS4 controller is a bit big for his little hands, uh, but he's able to get the circle, square and triangle buttons and the analogue sticks. What game would you recommend introducing him to, and how do you approach the hours played stroke rules sort of thing? I'm a huge fan of the show, and I hope Sean is back and past whatever shitty things have been going on in his life. Regards, Ryan Metcalf. First of all, mm. his, kids, his hands aren't too small for the controller. They work out a way of doing it. It's nuts. <laughs> um, although saying that, have you seen Harry's hands? No. They're fucking massive. <laughs> Like, it's ridiculous. Even when he was a baby, people were going, oh, isn't he a lover? Whoa, look at those <laughs> fucking slabs of meat at the end of his arms. <laughs> he has got big hands. But uh, no, The Incredibles 2 is a very good shout. Uh, sorry, The Incredibles uh, Lego game yeah. um, is a very good shout because although, I, you know, you would say Ratchet and Clank, but Ratchet and Clank's quite, it's actually quite complicated to play. Legos isn't, it's quite simple to play. There's a lot, you know, the, the, the missions in it are, are quite difficult, but once you open up the um, open world bit, it's a good little pass the pad game. I know that it's got co-op, but I've only got one PS4 pad, so uh, we haven't tried that. Mm. But um, yeah, no, it's I would, I would highly recommend that. I bet um, any of those Lego games are probably good, right? Well, yeah, but I, I don't, I'm not sure how many of them have this open world thing, and that's what really works for for a four year old because he just goes around and does what he wants, and he can interact with stuff, and he's he's doing little side missions as well now. It's sort of slowly building in building him to uh, to interacting with what the game wants you to do, rather than just doing what what he wants. Mm. Um, and yeah, he's he's enjoying that. Minecraft's always a good one because yeah. kids love Minecraft. Um, but I, I mean, what you'll need to like the biggest thing that I've had to get over is that there are games that he will like that you won't, and it's weird. Like because I've quite enjoyed The Incredibles and uh, things like that. But when he got Kirby, I was like, I can't play this. This is just I'm not getting this at all. And it was a real eye eye opener for me because. Every kid that I know that's got Kirby on on the Switch adores it, mm. like absolutely adores it. And Harry is, I mean, God knows how many hours he's put into it. He absolutely loves it. Um, and that's a bit of a hurdle because it's kind of like, whoa, you're playing a game that I don't give a shit about now. This is <laughs> this is odd. Um, but yeah, I mean, let this the the thing. I, did he say something about time? How much time? Yeah, should yeah. Play it? There is that. It is a worry. I don't like him playing games all the time, which is fucking hypocritical because that's all I ever want to do with my time. Um, but, you know, you get that side of things. I think you've just got to put limits on it. I'm I'm very strict on Harry crying when we turn it off. I just won't have it. Mm-hmm. Like, if he cries when I tell him to turn it off, that's it. He's not playing it for a while yeah. because, you know, I'm not, I'm not having that shit. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, be a part of it, like with anything. I mean, if Harry wasn't into gaming and just 
just got into something else. I've got to be a part, like it's teeny beeny boots or whatever. I still get down on the floor mm. and play, you know, and do voices for the teeny beeny boots and play along with him and stuff. That, regardless of what it is, whether it's gaming or whatever, be a part of it. And that way, that's how I make connections because it's hard making a connection with Harry because I work full time mm. and I only get to see him at weekends. And sometimes things happen at the weekend. We've got to be somewhere or, yeah, yeah. you know, I want to spend time with Joe and stuff. So the time I get with him is quite short. So the, the, yeah, getting involved and actually, playing along with him is great. You know, like you, yesterday he was sitting there playing on the switch on his own on the, on the sofa. Um, and I sort of just said, come over here, show me what you're doing. And he's talking me through it and that, and mm. telling me, and it's just great. I love those moments. Yeah, I love it. Like I've, I've had this conversation with new cause she, she, she had like similar concerns. She's like, if he ends up being into games, like please to, cause like she'll, she'll work like every other weekend you see. So she's like, please tell me you're not just going to spend every other weekend just sitting around playing games with him. And I'm like, Hey, no, I won't. Don't worry. And B, like, yeah, like, I want to be able to talk to him about it. Like, it's not just be like, oh, good, he's playing games, I can ignore him. It's like, no, I want to be involved. Like, I want him to be able to talk to me about what he's doing and what he's enjoying. And, like, do you know what I mean? I feel like that's important. It's like, don't Yeah, don't and just... there'll come a time where he, do, he doesn't want to talk to you about it. It's like, yeah. duh, fuck off. Oh, you know, but, um, uh, yeah, and that, that's the other conversation I had with Joe. Mm. Joe was like, well, it's it's not a sociable thing to do. Mm. And I'm, I'm saying to her, but it can be, yeah. you know, it's, it's the sort of thing where we can sit down and talk about like when I, when I get home from work, one of the questions, I ask him questions before he goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'll read him his story and then I'll ask him about his day and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And if he says that he was able to play like mum, let him play Nin- Nintendo switch that day. Yeah. I'm like, Oh cool. What did you do? Yeah. 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 Like, how many moons did you get? And yeah. it's great hearing him sort of talk <laughs> about that stuff. <laughs> Um, that's, yeah, I get a real kick out of all that yeah, sort of yeah, shit. Yeah. It's good. I've had to, um, um, so Isaac's only nine months old, so obviously he's nowhere near any of this, but he's already, like, he's already clocked that, like, phones, TV remotes, and game controllers are interesting, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he, um, so the amount of times I'll be trying, like, he'll be, like, totally happy just sat next to me and I'll be playing something, but he's going for the controller because he just wants to fucking have a go see what it is yeah, yeah so i've just i've dug out um it was a like a bluetooth controller that i was using for my phone um but didn't really get much use out of it because obviously most phone games aren't really designed for it um and now just give him that and he's just fucking like whacking it and pushing buttons and chewing it and stuff yeah. <laughs> and it's like i mean have you played mario kart in front of him i haven't no is that, is oh, that worth mate, doing? stick it on the big screen yeah. and just because it's so colourful yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. so much going on. That's <laughs> I think that was the first time Harry sort of went, whoa. It was like it was in the it was in the menu and selecting Yoshi and seeing him go, yeah, come. <laughs> he was just like, This is fucking brilliant. <laughs> How about you? You've you've not really had that with Elodie, have you? No, the, she, the she, she's into stuff? her own thing. And I I've like, I mean, like I said, like, I mean, like mostly I don't really play games like in front of her anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I get home, I like take half six or so. She goes to bed at half seven, so that's like dinner and you know some other yeah. playing yeah, time. She yeah. went into her yeah, and, and you know arts and crafts and you know mm-hmm. dollies and reading and all sorts of stuff. So 
Yeah, I don't mean playing in front of her, and and she hasn't really, you know, shown interest. I mean, there was a couple of times where I was playing a switch on the switch on the weekend, and she like sat next to me and looked, and I kept asking a million questions about Mario and what's happening and why is that happening, and mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I would love, I love to be able to play games with her, but it's just not something that she, she's really shown interest in, and that I really do, you know, in the daytime. But I, would, I love for it to be, I love for it to be the case, but right now, it's yeah, not but really that's fine too, isn't it? That's fine too. You, I mean, you can't force them. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To she, like she, stuff. She's very much her own person and, and does what she wants. So, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm happy to follow whatever she wants. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. cool. Right, tweets. Uh, if you want to tweet at us, it's at Computer Game Pod on Twitter. But you already know that because you already follow us, don't you? Because you want all the, yeah, the yeah, hot, you're all hot memes fans. and that in it. Um, yep. Rob McElroy at Rob Shack. Um, apparently he sent this in a while ago when we didn't answer it so he's trying again so let's reward his persistence um, no let's, let's move on let's move on <laughs> <laughs> last question um, <laughs> so he's uh, he's not played Life is Strange and he's wondering what order to play uh, basically should he play Life is Strange the original first or should he play uh, Before the Storm now I haven't played Before the no. Storm so I, I think I know what the answer is but I don't want to assume yeah, no, you got to play in order. Yeah, yeah. you got to play Life is Strange first. Yeah, which was three pound for the entire series on PSN the other day. Shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to play it because there's so much of Before the Storm that you won't understand. Mm-hmm. It really is one of those. Yeah, games and you'll get much where... more out of it once you do. Well, once you play the first series, mm-hmm. even if even if gotcha. chronologically, maybe before it. Yeah, definitely play it in your order. Like Star Wars, isn't it? Farewe- yeah, there's there's a bit in the farewell episode, right? Where if you didn't know the story, you'd be like, the fuck have they just done that for? That's out of nowhere. But because you know, like the the sad thing about the farewell episode is that you know how it pans out. Yeah. So yeah. you know what's coming mm-hmm. and it, and it's absolutely heartbreaking to see it happen in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, Jesus, yeah, play the play, play, uh, yeah, play it from the start and don't expect the first episode to be good. Just <laughs> get through that. It's essential yeah. that you play it, like that first episode, but get through that, then play the rest of the game, and yeah, uh, it's good, it's yeah, good yeah. shit. I uh, don't know if we mentioned it before. <laughs> Luke Summerhays at Buscalelli says, I've recently made a pretty stressful and lonely move to a new city stroke job, and I've been listening to old Midnight Resistance and TCGS episodes to lift my spirits. Uh, when has a game helped you through a rough patch? Also, what one episode of a show you've been involved in do you think is funniest? Right. Okay. So, um, yeah. The, I mean, we've kind of answered. That I was going to say the first the previous one, yeah, question, the yeah, first yeah, part. Yeah. yeah. The second part, the easily the funniest episode I've ever been involved with was uh, the me, you, and him catch up episode, <laughs> where so me, you, and him was me, Matt, and uh, Capone Adam, and it was just us talking about various subjects. There was only like six episodes, um, because I don't know, it just didn't really have the structure of the because when we, it was basically we were thinking, how can we do celebrity big bother when Big Brother isn't on? Yeah. And that was what came out. Because um, Big Brother, for those of you who haven't heard, was a, a previous podcast where it was about as many of it about Big Brother, but we actually honestly rarely talked about Big Brother, and it's <laughs> yeah. mostly trying to understand Adam Capone's head. <laughs> but like two or Easily three the most successful podcast I've ever been on yeah. as well. The download numbers for that show was fucking insane. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so the catch up episode was we hadn't spoken for like three or four years and uh, we recorded an episode where we were just catching up and it turned out that uh, Capone Adam was on 
Tinder, was it? Or yeah, what's the something of fish? Plenty of, of fish or something. Yeah. And we made him read out his profile. And honestly, it's I just even now if I listen back to I went to listen back to it the other day, but it doesn't appear to be there anymore. Um, <laughs> no, but basically, I, I also did that, and I think it, that stuff was hosted on one of your old domains. Oh, uh, right, I, I okay. still have the files, gotcha. so I could. I could do. I could do something about it. Please but. send me that just that episode yeah. again because I've not heard it for a I've while and it's just all fucking the hilarious. Um, but yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, I, I, mean I mean, a big bother. Like, yeah, the, those are some uh, funny episodes. Yeah, a different time back then, wasn't it? Yeah, some of the stuff really we were was. coming out with, I was like, really whoa, was. this is too strong. <laughs> yeah. This is too strong. Like a couple, of, was it a couple of years ago. Me, you like listen to some old ones, and I mean, yeah, I know it's probably wanky thing to say, but I was, I was like. You know, have to hold, held in my laughter and had like, almost like, tears, <laughs> tears running down my cheeks listening to stuff back on on the train home, uh, which is wanking take to my own show. But but it, like that stuff was ridiculous because yeah, it was a different time back then. You could you could pretty much say what you wanted, um, and it's just funny, you know, trying to trying to see what Adam thought about the world and Big Brother, and uh, yeah, that, that sort of stuff was was amazing. Sean, uh, I think for me, it's a toss up. Between uh, on Midnight Resistance when Chris, oh come on, when, <laughs> when we talked about Andy claiming he hadn't heard of Ed Sheeran, and then Chris reading out a load of his tweets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a very good bit. Between that and uh, James exposing Matt for not actually finishing Night in the Woods. Oh god, that was good as well. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> Oh, James has had some classic moments. Yes. That one. Uh, I'll try to fit the others. <laughs> Why is that? I mean, I in my head. <laughs> Most of them were in that, that one, one Game of the Year show. <laughs> where he just smashed me into bits. No, no, that was it. The, the um, uh, F-Zero thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we told him F-Zero had been F-Zero announced at E3 and he watched the trailer. <laughs> that was too good. Too good. <sighs> Uh, right, Ricky. If you Cartwright. Sorry, oh, if sorry, you don't know, if you don't know what we're talking about, if you've not listened to the show for that long, then go on YouTube and search F Zero Night Run, <laughs> uh, and there's a whole video explaining what had happened. <laughs> oh, just listen to the 2017, no, no, 2016 Game of the Year episode. Uh, yeah, a bit long thing though. Yeah, yeah, it's you, YouTube cuts right it's to worth it. it. <laughs> Sean, it's you next year. Fuck. Yeah, mate. I'm sort of weirdly looking forward to it, but I know in the actual run-up to it, I'm then going to feel really You're going to have a breakdown, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, Ricky Cartwright, at Ricky Cartwright, says, The Walking Dead, the final chapter, comes out in August. Are you guys interested? Are any of you up to date on the series? No, I'm not, uh, but I know you guys man. have been I, I was, and then so I, I I kept up. I mean, I know you dropped off, uh, Dave, but, like, but, but James and I kept, kept, carried on, and I think I actually started season three, but then I just like I just stopped, and I've no, got that's where Xbox, I dropped I off. Season three is where I dropped off. Yeah, I think I did the first two episodes, and I was actually really enjoying them. But I just, yeah, I'm just amazed they are actually finally ending it. I thought this was just going to carry on oh, forever. They ended it. I know. I mean, Rick's uh, yeah. going. Well, yeah, I assume that's what the final, the final chapter. chapter means. But then there's all the fucking spin-offs and that, isn't there? So. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really fussed about it anymore. <laughs> didn't they do one? Didn't they do a spin-off where it was before? the outbreak so what's the fucking point oh. <laughs> you know the show with the zombies in it no zombies in this one <laughs> no zombies in this bit <laughs> um, weird right Tom Durbin at Calico Spack says uh, I used to listen to a ton of podcasts but now being busy and whatnot, it's just you guys if I absolutely nice. must listen to one of your rivals which would you recommend oh god I mean you know it depends what you want 
it, it depends what you want out of things. I mean, um, cane and rinse, we joke, but it's worth listening to if they're talking about a game that you like. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, what was the, uh, let me run down my list. It, could it be, if it was about anything, I would probably say criminal because that is, uh, it's just constantly brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, the, the only other gaming ones I really listen to is like the beast cast one up, uh, not one up, um, player <laughs> one podcast, listen to those guys. Uh, cause they're cool guys. Um, ah, criminal football ramble, uh, ear hustle. That went down, down a little bit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, in terms of gaming ones, I listen to easy allies. I listen to kind of funny. I mean, I, I know not everyone's into like the, you know, uh, um, uh, Greg Miller and that and and that, and all that sort of you know in, in, incredibly American style of podcast over there. But I mm. I like what they do every every time they put out a lot of good stuff. Of course, also Bombcast and Beastcast. Although I don't listen to them every single week now. Uh, I've started listening to Game Informer and the guys are pretty good over there. But I'm still sort of getting getting used to them. Adam and, Buxton, yeah, that's good. He hasn't uh, put anything good. out for a bit though, has he? No, he hasn't. Very upsetting. Uh, I missed the Russell Brand show. What, why? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah so do I. That was so d- yeah, he said they'll be off for like two weeks, and that was like months ago. <laughs> um, I've been really enjoying uh, Laser Time. Um, I mean, Laser Time is like a network with a bunch of different shows, but there's, the main show is just really interesting. It's like every week, um, it's just sort of different pop culture stuff. Um, like they did an episode. It's like sometimes it's like timely stuff. Sometimes it's like you know, like oh, the Oscars are this week. Let's talk about the Oscars um, or whatever. But then sometimes it's like let's talk about people dying in Disneyland, <laughs> and oh, uh, and you learn things like apparently if you, if the Disneyland staff think you're about to die, they will fucking airlift you out just so that they don't have to admit that someone died in Disneyland. <laughs> yeah um stuff like that just really interesting uh they also have a show (laughs) stick um, you in a mickey mouse costume (laughs) (laughs) just drag you out yeah just chuck you out um they also have a show called 30 20 10 where every week um they look at but like games and films and music and stuff that came out that week 30 20 and 10 years ago um and I remember, like, the first episode I listened to, I knew I was going to enjoy it because they were talking about The Wonder Years, which at the time was 30 years old, and how that's a show that's about a guy rep- reminiscing about how good the past was. But he's remin- like, the time that he's reminiscing was more like, was only like 20 years ago, but the show's 30 years old. And it's like they were talking about a show, reminiscing about a show that's about reminiscing, and we're, re- we're reminiscing over a longer time period than the guy in the show is. <laughs> And it's, I mean, I, this, yeah. I don't even know where I am right now. I, don't, I didn't understand a fucking word. Uh, yeah, so I, I enjoy that. Listen to it. Um, also, did he, I hope Ian Lee does this as a proper series. He put one episode out on his um, Down the Rabbit Hole uh, feed mm-hmm. that, that might interest you, but I hope he does more of these. It's called Totally Devoted, and um, it's where he goes around interviewing people who like something that's made by someone who's been disgraced. So the episode <laughs> that he put out is um, Gar- like he goes around in- interviewing Gary Glitterflat. Jesus. And it's really interesting yeah. to hear them trying to justify still liking them, his music. Like a few of them say, I know he's a scumbag and I completely hate him. And, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely gutted uh that that this music that i love so much has been tainted but 
I mean, I'll be honest, I come home and stick the music on and appreciate the music for what it is. And I don't, I can separate this horrific person from, from the music that I love. And some people just like, he didn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like just flat fuck. out this is all set up as a conspiracy yeah. yeah and you're just like whoa fucking hell what is the matter with you <laughs> um, yeah. well uh, is that oh yeah yeah Matt did his yeah um, right Tendo Pete at Pete Beckett one uh, last one he says as I'm currently relaxing on a sunbed in Greece it made me wonder what is your favourite place you've ever been on holiday UK or overseas question mark good question yeah um, Matt, let's on. start with Matt I mean, for me, if, Skegness was it with me? Yeah, <laughs> that was up there, definitely. <laughs> uh, my answer is definitely with Ash. I went to New York for my honeymoon, and it was, it yeah, was the yeah, best yeah. place ever. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair dues. Yeah, totally. That's probably my answer as well. The, that's the only place that I've been. And then, as we landed back in London, that I said to Joe, "We need to go back there as soon as we can." <laughs> yeah, that's um, also the like, only place ever that I thought I, I would absolutely move here in a heartbeat. Like, yeah. I mean, like I've also I've been to loads of places in Europe, and it's fine. But Europe has often, to me, sort of felt like it's felt like five years in the past. Like often you see maybe old cars on the roads. Mm. You often see like posters for like bands which haven't really done much in the UK for ages, but they're still doing things in Duran Duran. Yeah, or, or you know, like yeah, I've I've right, which I'm not I'm not going to mention now. But I, I've definitely seen that. I was like, I went to Poland. It's like how the, how what year is this? Like they're still going. And anyway, whereas like so Europe sort of feels like in the past. Britain feels very much in the present. But New York, it felt like in the future. Just I, I loved it, and I I'd love to go back. So New York, without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I like New York. I more than I did Vegas. I didn't really get on with in terms of um like a traditional you know beach holiday. Uh, Cuba was my favourite, mm-hmm. um, but then there was some nasty stuff around it. Like mm. if you left your holiday uh, venue, it was kind of like, oh my god, this country is fucked. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a very nice place to explore or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean the the venue was top notch, so mm. you know, yeah, that's why I like that one. Uh, but yeah, no, it's for for me, it's New York. New York was unbelievable yeah i mean we went to santorini for our honeymoon um greek island and that was incredible but i think like so much of that was like because like for when you know we said like instead of wedding gifts if you could just chip in a bit towards the honeymoon that would be amazing um and like fair play like we were properly bowled over like people were really generous so it was like it's the first holiday i've had where it's like money is not an issue (laughs) it was like I can just rent a quad bike for a week and that's how we're getting around. And it was fucking wicked because it was like, like I wouldn't get a quad bike in like real life because you'd have to ride it on actual roads and remember how to do that properly. But it's just like, yeah, you're on a Greek Island. No, there's not really any police. I don't think so. Just fucking <laughs> just play, just play it by air. Is that the guy renting it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't worry about the police. He's like, I'm making you feel this for me, but it's fucking bollocks. Um, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was just cool being it. Like, it was just, yeah, just be fucking sensible and just, yeah, don't worry about it too much. Um, so that was amazing. Don't worry about it. Too and just much. like, <laughs> and that's the end of your safety lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding yeah, yeah. I mean, pop a wheelie. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's a couple of helmets, but. Pff, um, <laughs> but you you look like a fucking nerd wearing them, so don't bother, lad. And it was like, like I'm crap in the sun, as everyone knows. Um, I burn in like half an hour. 
So part of me was like, oh, Jesus, am I going to hate this? And then it was like the first day we were there, it gets to like midday and you're like, fuck me, it's hot. Also, where is everyone? And you're like, oh, yeah, because <laughs> even the people who live here are like, no, nah, fuck this. We're going to bed for an hour. Like, <laughs> like everyone just has a siesta and then comes out again about two o'clock and then, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, Jesus. I just, I just imagine you like getting off the quad bike for the first time yeah. and going, no, I'm buying a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, I'm filling it with pouches. <laughs> When I get home, I'm a changed man. Start a gang. Uh, I'm going to start punching jukeboxes when I go into bars. (laughs) You know, the gang's names, you know, these biker gang's names are like Hell's Angels or Burning Riders and all this. Like Sean's like, Sean Bell's gang. (laughs) (laughs) Sean Bell's quad biking group. SBG, SBG on the way. Um, also Venice uh, but like fuck me it's expensive Um, also but like people say weird shit about Venice yeah because Joe Joe always wants to go but like oh it stinks oh the canals stink it does if you go in the height of summer like we went in like November and it's still like t-shirt weather (laughs) so do that Um, yeah well worth it just like like, yeah it's, it's, it's really expensive but you'd be surprised how many days entertainment you can get out of just walking around and going, there's just water instead of roads. What? The <laughs> <laughs> um, game's broken. It's <laughs> a fucking bug. Um, or yeah. go to Vegas and you can visit Venice, Paris, yep. <laughs> um, New York. <laughs> you did it all in one little dirty town. <laughs> Filthy town raised on addiction. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's all true. Yeah. Is that it? That is it. We're done. That is it. Good. Matt, have you got anything to say for yourself? You know, we're 114 episodes into this this podcast. It's like, what, two... Oh, is it three years old? I mean, I've been doing a social bit for that long, and I don't need to because there's literally links in the show notes to everything we do. So I'm not going to bother doing that. I will say we're doing a live show at EGX, so please go to EGX <laughs> on there and, and get to get it for that now. Uh, I am so well it's not far away. It's twenty second of September, so yeah. my god, we better pl- start planning. But yeah, we're playing five till seven uh, there, so just a day ticket is all you need to come and see us. And uh, and if you haven't already, leave us a review on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, and iTunes. That's amazing. All our links to our social media and everything else we do is in the show notes for this very podcast on your podcast player. There's also a list of the games we discussed because that's what we do. That's what we do now. Okay, um, the, uh, of, of course we have done a month's worth of podcasting now and um, I understand that some of you have bought t-shirts and that's lovely and we would not ask you to give us any more money for the time being. However, if you would like to contribute to the show, um, we take our hat off and put it in front of us and say, go to, what is it, paypal.me forward slash the computer game show. That's the one. Um, and you can give us a little tip there, whether it's one pound or one thousand pounds, whatever you'd like to contribute to. Oh, the show. Only one of those two amounts. Yeah. One of those two amounts. Nothing in There's between. Nothing in between. Yeah, yeah. If you want to donate um, two thousand pounds, just do it in two separate donations. Yeah, okay. exactly. That's what I was suggesting. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I, like I've always had that fantasy, fantasy that one day I'm going to wake up, there'll be a knock on the door, and there'll be a solicitor. And say, are you David Turner from the Computer Game Show? Yeah. A millionaire's died and he had no one that he liked, but he fucking loved your podcast. <laughs> Share so, it out amongst so the if others. If you're a dying no, millionaire, just 
get in contact. I guess. We just give it to us now. <laughs> we should have with the Kickstarter. We should have done the like, look, five hundred quid. You can have dinner with us. Thing. No, 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 no. Apart from getting up dinner with Farley, because that would be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it's great because I'm, and he will break dance on the table. <laughs> because, I, like, I don't know if I'd like. I, f- I think I would find it weird having dinner with listeners anyway, but especially with a listener who was willing to pay five hundred pounds for the privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, and like, I'd be going to that dinner going. I mean, they've spent a lot of money. Like, what? The, yeah, what do they want? I'm not that. What do they want yeah. out of this? <laughs> just an actual like podcast guy got around in in mcdonald's um yeah so it's paypal.me forward slash the computer game show if you'd like to give us a little tip it would be great nicely received greatly received i don't know my brain's great, dead it's fully late. received there you go that's the one i will see you next week with a full cast definitely, <laughs> definitely why, cast. why even jinx it one of one of us is going to die now. You do realise that? Well, it's probably going to be me, isn't it? <laughs> well, if you're a millionaire, Dave, give us some money now. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Night. Goodbye. Goodbye.